Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. How we all doing? Got in Black History Month the right way. How y'all doing out there? Greetings, salutations. Going to end this black ass month of ours. <laughs> Man, I feel like this has been a short month. Yeah, Man. It was. Man, are we going to get into that El Iris, that Iris holiday? Yeah. Everybody going to be drunk? I'm looking forward to that St. Patty's Day. That's always like an unusual holiday for me to have in my household because I got like the Irish redhead in my house. Oh, yeah. That's her, <laughs> her month here, huh? I get, well, you ask her, every month is hers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about right. It's like she just conceded this month to us. <laughs> oh, yeah, you have your little last month or whatever, man. Your Malcolm X. Yeah, Malcolm. Yeah. Yeah, like, come on, man. Like, I know we got to have a little bit more than that. I know. Oh, man, but you know what? Two weeks off, man. How are we all doing, man? Ryan, how you doing, man? Good, man. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, that's a change Pretty of good. pace, man. Take two weeks off, yeah. man. You come come back rejuvenated. Man, what happened, man? You hit the casino one big or something? I got a chance to go to Florida. Thanks for oh, my yeah. job. Shout out yeah. to my oh, boss. Shit. Shout out to my boss, man, and my coworkers. Shout out to your boss, Shout out to your boss, treat. Oh, man. They treat us so good. Oh, man. They it sounds like so y'all good. damn near spoiled, man. Y'all got a little... Tr- Got a little oh. retreat going on every year now. Damn, hearing aid business tr- doing that well? It's a struggle. All right, uh, but employees, boss, we do what we can. Oh, man. Sean, how you doing, man? You you on reverse parole right now, I man. Am. You got like a few more days left. A few more freedom. days. Yeah, that's few it more for days. me. A little one will be here on March 4th no matter what. So they're going to make her deliver for the baby. <laughs> she, she's struggling real bad. So her the uh you know her later age is thirty nine. Everything on the paperwork say geriatric. I'm like, what the hell? We're not geriatric, but for her to have a kid at thirty nine is is a, can create some issues. So she's she's ready to get it out, and uh, yeah, she'll be here March fourth, and I'm pretty excited now. Like it's it's been like a, a dark cloud over me for a while because I'm thinking to myself like, oh my god, what can I not do now? You know what I mean? But you can't do anything it, it, right. Yeah, you might as well yeah. accept that right, right now. Right. You cannot do anything right, right from here on out. Right, right. So I think she'll be in a better room if she's not in pain all the time. So. <laughs> That's how I know you ain't got kids, right? <laughs> You're next. Scary. After, You're next, Ryan. You gotta get one. Every out. day you walk in the green mile oh, of my yeah, house. Yeah, see. <laughs> oh my Every God. time I walk down the stairs, I walk in the green mile. Walking that green mile. Hell yeah. oh, I got a lot to look forward to, it sounds like. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, I'll have to let you. My boy, my buddy Jake that wants to see the Exorcist, he's got a baby on the way, so he's he's using me as a trial. Her, his baby's due in August. So I'll have a couple months on him, and he's asking me all these questions. What's she doing when this is happening? What's going on when this is happening? Like, man, it's a good I'll, friend to have. I'll let you know. You know, I mean, like he's telling his girls going through everything Lacey already been through. Sounds like so. Uh, so everybody's go ahead and get them out this year. You're next, Ryan. I don't want to wish it on you. I'm know. not next. Yeah, or you're next. You gotta get I'm one last. out before. <laughs> get one out before it's too late, man. Don't want to be 78 with the kid in, in the middle in uh, elementary school you know so it won't be too late if you plan on getting them you know so life happens uh, yeah i know i know but i didn't i know I, I i'm looking at it in more of a positive way at first i was like shit i was just thinking i never thought of it as like a negative i just thinking of what i can't do anymore like like you said i can't everything's gonna be wrong but what else stuff i've like to go out of town and I can't, we're going to have to make plans for everything. We're going to have to make plans to get the mail out in the mailbox. We got to do all kinds yeah, of you, stuff. You can't you know just run I mean? to the casino yeah, now. Yeah. Tell yeah, your dad. Yeah, yeah. My dad at the casino right now. I was calling this dude to ask him a question. I hear, ding, 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 ding. I'm like, 
damn, dude, you're in a casino right now? Yeah, I just ran up here real quick. I got dog. Real quick? He ain't going to the gas it's station. It's a Tuesday. My mom probably thought he went to get pizza or something. Now they don't tell him where he went. But uh, you go to the casino at this time of night? Yeah, man, just just for a little bit. That's so, that's retirement. Life. Yeah, that is. He doesn't have. He's bored. And so he's trying to make it so that, you know, once this baby is here, he's asking, like, won't you ask Lacey if you could just every now and then just get a quick escape? You know, maybe she won't mind. Like, dude, we're going to get to go to casino. They're not going to stop having casinos just because I have a child. We'll find a way, you know. So, But he'd be bored, and that's all. He doesn't have nothing to do but want to go to casino. There's no fishing and golfing right now for him. So he'll try to do that in the summer. But, yeah, for right now, all he can do is go to casino. So that's his happy place for him, you know. So I know your dad's that way too, Ryan. So yeah, well, uh, shout out to y'all dads, man. Yeah. I ain't never going to that casino. I, I we don't should all go. Guy. So this is, I had a proposal for us. I was thinking for, you know, I know your 40th will be here before mine. I don't know what you got planned, Tommy, but with my 40th, I I think we should go to Vegas, man. All of us, let's go out there and check out, like, they got, like, stuff about movies, and they got the uh, the Wax Museum. We can go out there. If you guys not too big in gambling, we could do some stuff. I'm not thinking, opposed to that. Yeah, I think we should all go out there and just, just for a weekend or something. And have a have a time on my fortieth, you know. So when's your fortieth? Uh, September twenty fourth. So we'll we'll okay. we'll miss the heat, the deep heat and the Vegas heat by that time. Yeah, you might so, get me out of a camping trip. Yeah, on that one. <laughs> yeah. So we can keep it, uh, you know, play it, you know, to the ear right now. But I was thinking about something like that because she's wanted to go out of the country. So I said maybe we can do something different this year, or go out of the country, or go to Vegas. So. No, I'm not opposed to it all. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, Vegas I know you can't. Nice. I know you can't argue having like a little getaway. Yeah, always look forward. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun, man. Just get to do something different. That'll be my first time at a casino, so I might as well do it in Vegas. Might as well. Yeah, first time at a casino. No, I I never had any desire to go inside a casino. Casinos and churches are the same to me. Yeah, I'm all about saving money. That's why I ain't having no more kids. <laughs> no kids, no casino, no church. The church never gave me $500 back. So I hit hit the last time I went to the casino. So, yeah. So I'll take they that. They never gave me $500. I told you, man. <laughs> children, children, casinos, and churches. Tri- triple C's right there, yeah. man. That's how they get you, man. Yeah, That's that how is, all your money get lost. That is. That so, is you know. You know, I might, I might, I might put some money away, and we all go out to the casino. I can have a good time, man. Yeah, man, we got plenty of time <laughs> yeah, for an hour. Oh, you might have beginner's luck. You never know. Beginner's Maybe luck. they say that's true. I mean, you, you, your first time playing, you kind of don't know what to do, and you just fucking around and win. You know, so that's the know, trap. That is a trap, but the thing's uh, gonna happen all the time. No, no, it won't. Uh, well, I'll, t- I'll take y'all advice. You're not a deep there. gambler, so you might be okay. You might look at it like, oh, this is my first time and my last time, you know, so. I might be that cautious yeah, one, but then yeah. again, I'm I'm just thinking like, man, what if I end up being like Sean, being all addicted and shit? Next <laughs> I, thing, I was like, no, no, nah, nah, man, just let me do one more roll, one more roll. Because when you win, it's worth it. But when you don't, it's really, really depressing. But when you win, you you find that, that equalness to it. You know, I mean, not ever going to be equal to the casino because they... The odds are stacked, but when you beat them, it feels good. You know what I mean? It's like, ha, I got your ass this time. But that's one out of every 30 or 40, you know what I mean? So it feels good to win, but like you said, you, you probably wouldn't be hooked. It depends on what type of vice you have, you know what I mean? Like, are you really addicted to things, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just depends. So uh, I don't know. Mike, I know people who've been one or two times, and that was it. So you might go there and win and then drink some liquor and eat eat food and walk around. You might not ever play again, you know, so... Yeah, we'll see how it goes, man. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't planned anything for my 40th. Okay, so. yeah, I'm pretty sure your wife's got 
got that under wraps. So if she does, she ain't told me shit. I told her <laughs> like any other birthday after thirty. I told her I don't celebrate my birthdays like that. I don't think any man celebrate his birthday for real after. 30, unless you like some big celebrity and you got a shit ton of friends or something like that. Right. But women, they count every single birthday after 30 because that's yeah. when they count down. It's almost like Benjamin Button for them. It's like it's always going in reverse <laughs> yeah. for them. Like, oh my God, I'm about to be 38. I'm like, for real? We have a higher shelf life than them. So I know men know. actually get better looking as yeah. they get older. Women, <laughs> and they can't stand it. You know, yeah. they, they hate it because yeah. they they know like they they age of uh, their prime years uh-huh. like those those like early 20s, mm-hmm. like the late teens, whatever, man. That's when they're at that peak. Men when when we hit like forty and over, that's when we feel like we really peak, man. Because oh, yeah. we we actually take our health a little bit more seriously. Mm-hmm. Like dad bods become a thing, but, you know. That's the reason why they ain't no such thing as mom bod. Right? <laughs> <I never laughs> we be for real. Bad mom bods. Like what? Like muffin tops? That's a th- all right. <laughs> right. So, oh, thank you. That's why I'm saying that, like it's good for her to have this baby now because you know just because time is not on her side for that. So it's good for her, you know. So I could have, I could be like Al Pacino and have a kid at eighty years old, you know. Man, what I mean? shout so, to Al Pacino, <laughs> and Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro, and everybody that had like babies at like yeah. seventy plus. It's just like yeah. craziness right now. <laughs> yeah, doesn't so, sound like fun, Ryan. Don't you ever fun. become that dude? No, man. you don't got to worry about that. I don't need you out here, man. Still getting your hair braided, man. Talking about you about to head to the casino with your son, <laughs> some shit like that. You like seventy years old, and he like thirty something. Like, no, don't do that to yourself. I don't know if y'all saw Chris Rock with braids, but if I ever look like Chris Rock with braids, I don't remember. I, I do remember. Try it was a brief time. I think Tommy, you're a Serenity fan. I they am. had a black character with braids on there. He he was he was making it work. Uh, he was making it work. Yeah, he's an old guy. He's making it work. He was making it work. Uh, if if uh, that's the standard, so yeah. If I the hair's coming off, <laughs> yeah. If I don't look good with gray braids, if I ever look like Chris Rock, I'm depending on you guys to tell me that. Hey well, Ryan, the gray I'll, I'll braids be the, ain't I'll working, be the first man. one to tell you. Let me <laughs> know, please. I'm like, man, Ryan, just meet me at the barbershop. <laughs> just meet me at the barbershop. There ain't gonna be no line up either. We trimming all that shit off. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to let it go, bro. Sometimes you just got to let it go. A, I've, I've been there. All right, man. Well, we had a pretty good couple of weeks off. I don't know about y'all, but I saw a lot of stuff, saw a lot of shows, and I think we should all get to it, man. But standing ovation, if uh, y'all don't mind, I'm going to take lead because I think we need to end uh, black history with a bang. So I had one uh, stowed away for me. So my standing ovation this week is going to gonna be Maria P. Williams. And she is credited as being the first black female producer of film. Hmm. Maria P. Williams. Maria P. Williams. And I believe the film that she, well, actually, she had like a partial credit of like being director and producer on this one. But the movie was called Flames of Raft. Uh, Yeah, it was way before our time. I think that came out in like 1920s, I believe, so or something like that. Yeah, 1920s or something like that. So Flames of Raft. So I'm just going to keep mine short and sweet. Uh, Maria P. Williams, and I think it's important for us, especially for us as a black podcast, that we shout out to our our black heroes, our black pioneers in film, especially because, you know, obviously they left an imprint on our lives, everything like that. We can't just say Danny Glover and say, hey, we know our black film history. We're talking about our actual history as far as, like, the producers, the directors, like the, you know, the cartoonists out there, man. There's a, there's a lot of great black pioneers out there, so here's this one for you guys just to kind of get your your feet wet as far as looking up some black history and as far as the world of cinema. So yeah, Maria P. Williams standing ovation this week for me. And I think that y'all should all go back and find at least one, 
at least one. Ryan, I'm going to challenge you to do this a little bit more. I want you, because you like a student of history, because I always listen to you thinking like, man, this dude is so fucking knowledgeable. I can't believe he remembers all this shit. You remember everything except the time. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> your time fucking sucks. I don't know what's going on with your watch. Obviously, it's broken or something like that. You still have a sundown. It's nighttime and shit like that, so you can't really tell what time it is. But when it comes to your film history, I've always said that I've, I've always been impressed by your film history oh, knowledge yeah, and all is... this shit because you have so much knowledge in your head, and I'm just amazed you can stow it all in there. But yeah, like Marie P. Williams, I'm going to give you stand ovation this week. Thank you very much for all that you've done for the world of cinema. Thank you for leaving your footprint. And, you know, I... Hopefully we can make some black history ourselves. Maybe one of us is going to be a producer in the future or something like that. I don't know. That might be my that might be my calling. But yeah, stand ovation to you. Now, who wants to follow that right there? Ooh, that's going to be tough to follow. And uh, you about to say thank Adam, you for Adam Sandler, Sandler some shit. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't have a black history theme, but uh, and obviously I don't store as much in my head as if you gave me credit for it, Tommy. That was a you really do. Nice nice compliment. I listened to the old that. podcast. I'm like, how the hell does he know that? I say that at least twice a podcast. I'm like, how the hell does he know that shit? Well I'm drawn to certain uh films, certain certain people in the industry for any given reason. There's another name. I didn't come prepared. I should I should have been thinking more black. I think I've been Overly black, my life's gonna ask been overly black on certain podcasts. No, that's the Drake. That's <laughs> that Drake right there. <laughs> you think you French Canadian, Jamaican, or some shit? You guys are bigger Drake fans than I am. I, I am a massive Drake fan. He plays a lot of good sad he, music. He, he plays good he music. He, he plays. I, uh, Paula, could you repeat the name for me, Tommy? Uh, Maria P. Williams. Maria P. P. Williams. So that is, an, I'm thankful for that. I'm looking forward to looking up her history. I need to. Yeah, great. I'm sorry I didn't plan for Black History as much as you did, but yeah, that's I love little names like that. I'm I'm sure I have a greater appreciation for the next podcast. Um, I, I was going to shout out a company. There, there's a name just off the top of my head, uh, Oscar Michaud. He was working in the same era, and he he was he was one of the better filmmakers in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Oscar Michaud. Uh, he might be credited as like the first. Uh... Black film director, the first major film. His black name director. always pops up there, for sure. Yeah, he. Uh, I think he was called out for the the authenticity of his movies, as far as like representing black culture the right way. I I know I looked him up because I was, he was now. he was very close to being my stand ovation this week, but I decided to go with the film producer. But yeah, I've, his name has come up quite a bit as far as like my search, as far as looking up some some people I haven't been too familiar with. And, you know, so yeah, I am familiar with him just a little bit. Well, your head was in a better place than mine. Pause. Uh, it, I don't know why. I just, I just felt like I had to say that. My bad. Uh, <laughs> as far as film goes, no homo. It, um, I I let I let my my anger lead me into my standing ovation. Okay, so now I'm I, very interested. In where I, this is apparently, going. I'm not following the ways of the force. I let I'm I'm leaning towards the dark side here because I let my anger lead me. Okay, we're talking about black history, so yeah, go to the dark so, side. Yeah, yeah, so, I'll see where you're going with that. We're going to land this plane. Go ahead. I want to give a shout-out to one of my favorite companies in my lifetime here on planet Earth. What, Pixar? That's another company. Another company that specializes in digital photography. Shout-out to Sony. Shout-out to Sony. In a year where Japanese culture has played a very significant role in the world of film. Yes, they had a very massive year. A very massive year. Shout out to the 
Japanese company, Sony, not only for what they've done for the film industry, but for what they've done in my video game upbringing. I'm not the, the same gamer I was as a kid. I'm sure all three I of us are I hope aren't. not. You got a job. You got uh, responsibility. Exactly. Shit. I don't play the same amount of video games. But Sony has contributed to some of the best entertainment ever. And since this is a movie podcast, I do want to say that their input into the film industry has been significant as well. And, yeah, just thinking about it, when I was thinking about what I should do my stand ovation for, I, I was hard-pressed to find another tech company that has made more of an input into the film industry than what Sony has. Sony, for the, for the most part, owns Spider-Man. They, yeah. What exactly is there a split as far as like with them and Marvel? Do you know? I believe it's 70-30. So Sony gets a 70, right? Yes. Okay. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Still, still a good deal for both sides. Well, yeah. Spider-Man, No Way Home, Far From Home, and like, Never Coming Home, whatever the hell they call them. <laughs> shit now. Yeah. All, all three of those movies made money. I think and all the, of them crossed a billion, didn't they? Uh, um, I know the last two. The, la- the third one did for sure. I, th- I, I know the first two. Toby, I'm not Toby McGuire, Tom Holland, Spider-Man's, they at least made over six or seven hundred million worldwide. But I know that third one and the Tom Holland one was a billion dollars. Yeah, that was, that a, was huge a massive hit. That was a massive hit. Oh, big time. Big time. But I wouldn't even put those in the top three Spider-Man movies. And I loved all three of the Tom Holland ones. So, so even, even though even I found my great... That third one might... It was great. My, that it third great. one definitely cracked my... Obviously, well, I know what my order is. I ain't want to interrupt you. I'm sorry. But if it was me, Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire is probably the best Spider-Man movie. That's number three for me. That's number three for you? Yeah. That's surprising. The first two are cartoons. Animated. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I keep keep leaving out the the animated. All right, man. Shame on me. I wasn't even thinking that way. They they count. Yeah. If I'm just naming my favorite Spider-Man movies, that counts. So even though I saw this atrocity of a movie here recently... Yeah. Which we're going to delve into. We don't have to I delve don't, too much. I don't want to make it a knock on Sony as far as how they've handled uh, their comic book properties or their movie properties. Uh, yeah, one of my best theater-going experiences ever is uh, seeing Sony Pictures Classics. They have a little smaller imprint within their major studio stuff. Sony Pictures Classics. Sitting in that theater watching Crouch Tiger, Hidden Dragon when it first came out. It was incredible. They, they have a little minor studio that specializes in lower budget, more independent filmography. And they've provided quite a few gems over the years. So on top of giving us quite possibly two of the best video games of all time, Grand Theft Auto. San Andreas and Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh Lord, have mercy! How those games are great, and the great fighting games taken, all the great video game systems that they've provided. They've knocked Spider Man out the park. Cause yeah, seeing Spider Man one and two with Tobey Maguire was fantastic. So yeah, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a lot of gripes about what it is now. And honestly, I'm I'm still gonna vouch and say. Both of the uh, most recent um, spinoff movies have been better than they have any reason to be. Those Venom movies, 
are way better than they have any credit for being. Well, I vouch for the first one. The second one was absolute garbage. Um, yeah, that second one. Compare sucked. that second one to what you just saw in the movie theater about a week ago, Tommy. Yeah, it's worse. <laughs> it's worse. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're saying Venom 2 is worse. Than Ma- no, oh, hell no. Oh, I, that's, we'll that's my that. opinion, but I was severely oh, disappointed in Venom 2. And that one, uh, and that one girl in there, uh, Naomi Harris, that uh, that was like the girlfriend. You can't uh, blame her for that crap. I, I can't blame. Just like God, I can't, man, they I made can't her blame, look I can't like blame. so stupid in that movie. I was pissed off. Would you rather be her or the girl with the glasses in Madam Web? You think that, you think those she had a superior role? Uh, okay. At least you're next to Woody Harrelson for most of the movie. Okay, I see your point, but then again, Woody Harrelson had that horrible hair piece. <laughs> that was shit. bad. No, that was it bad. Was, it was really bad. It was worse than James Earl Jones and Meteor Man. <laughs> it was. It was bad. I'm sorry. It was wait, terrible. Wait, James Earl Jones had a hair piece in Meteor Man. You remember when he had that fucking? Hit, that fucking, I know uh, he was in it. I can't. He had remember. that fake ass Gumby muffin top <laughs> shit in Meteor Man. I tried to watch Meteor Man the other day. I was like, God damn, this movie really is bad. Like Don Cheeto with blonde hair. Like, wow, this I don't was. This was. So I remember Tachio Blank. I'll never shake that. This was. Like, I will never shake that. They were gang. called the. What were they called? The Goldilocks some shit. Like this is such the a worst movie. gang of all time. Like this is the oh, first no. black superhero that had to be this shit. <laughs> I'll spot you, Lenard Six, Part Six. You know, what? I, have a, I have a soft spot for that movie. I don't know why. But. It's just I, so I do for Meteor Man. I, I have the same soft spot for yeah. Meteor Man. I but Lenard Part Six is a thousand times. I've never even heard of Leonard part six. It's, it's both of them go, 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 yeah. Wait, is it Nard or Leonard? Sorry, Leonard part six. You, you, say, you put a little French accent <laughs> on that one. <laughs> like Leonard. Like, I've never heard of this such movie. Oh, that's new for me. I've never heard of either one, Leonard or Leonard. Thank you for, yeah. thank you for correcting that. But Sony, you got Spider-Man right. So for all my gripes I have with the female Spider-Man that you can't actually use use the rights to, and we're going to have, I, I do have a quick question I'm going to give Tommy a chance to think about because I think Tommy's the only person who's seen both movies. Okay. I have yet to watch Morbius. So I want, when we get, when we get to, so I've I want to know which Morbius. one is worse. I haven't you, seen, you have to? I have seen Morbius. Oh, okay. You have? That's, oh, that was bad. Yeah, yeah. that was really bad. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. I've but seen it. Sony, video games, Spider-Man, for the most part, you, the best Spider-Man movies have came from Sony, even though with the merger with Marvel, <laughs> Sony Pictures, you've done a great job. Sony, thank you for all your contributions. Thank you. All right, Sony, shout out to y'all. Congratulations. Y'all still have some legs, even though y'all put out some bullshit. We're going to get to that later. But I've never been disappointed in Sony video games. Ever. Ever. So... The fact that they even delved into the the movies, like I, I can't be mad. at They that. gave us Tobey Maguire Spider Man, absolutely. So I like who am I to and argue? Miguel O'Hara. Like you can give us a good in one. late thirty Spider, and we'll let you get off a bad one. That's pretty much what it is. It's like what is it? One for me, one for you. I feel like they gave they they made one for the fans and they made one for themselves. And it's like man, damn it! I can't believe we gave that to ourselves. Like they gave themselves some bullshit. If we really run down the list of Sony movies and how bad they are. They got some really bad movies. They got some really bad. Morbius is the, the least of it. Ooh, Man, that was bad. I feel like they 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 said like Morbius like like, like hold my beer like watch this shit yeah. like like we're gonna put out some Madam Web bullshit and man it was it was terrible. We are gonna get to that man, but good God, I I was like you. I, I really wanted my money back. 
my money back. I'm like, man, just, <laughs> like, just give me a $5 gift card and just call oh, it man. in or something like that because I'm just sitting there and just apologizing to everybody. Like, man, I can't, I'm so sorry I dragged y'all to this, man. I'm so sorry. This was Even with a free gift card. Mm-hmm. Gift card. I feel like I wasted my gift card on that. <laughs> yeah. At least you didn't pay out of your pocket. Though. Mad as hell. Mad as hell. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, I'll, we'll get to that later, man. Sean, go ahead. You can uh, end this for us. Right. I'm going to go with a, this is a black actor. Um, I don't see him in nothing else. He's our age, but I'm going to go with George O'Gore. Played in My Wife and Kids. He played Junior in My Wife and Kids. Oh, that's George Junior. O'Gore. That's his name. And I have all of My Wife and Kids on Netflix, so sometimes I watch it at night. There's nothing else on, so I just watch all of My Wife and Kids. He is underrated, man. He's funny as hell. He's just as funny as, not as funny as Damon, but He's funny as the rest of the cast. Like him, I look forward to him on when he comes on because he's he's so dumb. It's hilarious, man. He's thirty. He's our age. I think he's thirty nine, and um, I haven't seen him in much of other things. I know he played in a couple other little movies. I know he played in. Um, he was a little kid in New York Undercover. I looked that up. That show you guys remember New York Undercover? Oh shit, that was his. That son. was it. Yep, it was a big. I head. forgot all yep. about that. Um, and I, I think he was in Juice. Also, he was a little kid in Juice. I don't remember him. Yeah. in Juice. and then of course the dance flick movie played in some other Wayans kind of things. Um, he was that, he was that dude's brother in Juice, was he? he some he had to tie his shoes it, up. It would have he would have been little. I can't remember. I haven't seen Juice in a while. I, I just remember the main characters in Juice. Um, it says here he was in Devil's Advocate. He must have been a little kid in that too. So I don't remember that one. But at all. I really, I think most people know him as Junior from My Wife and Kids. He just, he's a good actor, man. For that little sh- time that that show was on, I used to come home every day after school, and that would be on. I think it might have came on the WB at the time, or it might have been on Fox. I, I don't think it was Fox, but it was on a channel that we had, and I, I love My Wife and Kids. That was, a, yeah, I was on a mainstream channel. There was, so. I know what had yeah, it was to CBS, have been. It NBC been, or Fox. It had to be either NBC or Fox, but either one, whatever it was. We I watched it every day after school, and some of the dumb stuff he said, it just works. You know what I mean? Like I remember one time he had cheated on a math test. He had, had this. He had this. Um, uh, what do you call it? Accountant do his math homework, and Damon found out about it. He was like, "I'm gonna play with him. You know, I'm gonna see how smart he really is." And he was like, "Can you uh, can you take these papers and can you get them in triplets?" And Junior was like, "Ah." Man, you want four copies? He was like, "Yeah, your ass ain't no damn math genius." He was, he was dumb as hell. Like he was dumb as hell. And it was a, it's a, that, the episodes I'm on now. He has a a son, and every time he picks the son up, he gets smarter. And so he puts the son down, he gets dumber. So he, oh yeah, he's, he's living like, out in the garage. <laughs> he's living out point. in the garage. He, he got some fine girls in the show, though. He got he got. He's some, actually a baller. Yeah, he yeah. can actually hoop. Yeah. He made he made the school basketball team. Oh really? That, uh, yeah. That, oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. He's super funny. I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff. He's our age, but I mean, he worked for that show. My wife and kids as junior playing uh, Damon Wayne's son on the show. Uh, great, great, great actor for that. Great, great times for me as after school watching that when I didn't, have, we didn't have football or whatever. I just come home and watch my wife and kids. So that was some good memories. And they got the, my wife and kids, all the episodes on Netflix right now. So if you want to go back and watch that. So I thought I'd give him a, Standing ovation. I don't think a lot of people know about Junior there. So yeah, no. I yeah. always I always refer to him as like the Black Megamind. <laughs> he got a big ass head. <laughs> that yeah. boy got he got a yeah. dome. Yeah, yeah. So a great cast all around. It was show. a good cast. Tisha Campbell. It's kind of annoying. So she gives up my nerves a little bit with all her high pitched stuff. But uh, yeah. and she works though. She works for that. I just she's a little annoying for me sometimes. But 
Uh, it is a good cast, though. So yeah. now, now I had this question because I did like you see like my wife and kids on Netflix, and I was mm-hmm. like, man, that might be the next show I have to start binging. But as far as Tisha Campbell and her career, she's she's a part of two like classic sitcoms oh, yeah. with Martin and my wife and kids. But which show do you guys prefer her in, the Martin Show or My Wife and Kids? Martin. Yeah, you think yeah she Martin. was better in Martin. Better show, and she was way better looking on there. There's nothing wrong. I mean, she uh, was, yeah, she because was it was in her later years. I didn't like her earlier. In she Martin. would have been our age. I, I was a fan of her. Our yeah, age, and, like the uh, curly hair and everything. The curly hair did work for me. I like. I thought she fine. looked better to me and my wife and kids. She uh, looked good. She's just annoying. Her voice sometimes, like, all right, shut up. I just want to say Gina, but shut up, Tisha Campbell. But I say Martin. I think she was. It was a better time. That was a funnier. That was a funnier show. My wife and kids a little more watered down. Then my uh, even I, even though um, Martin wasn't rated R or nothing, but I felt like that was a little for the older. It was older, a little bit more edgy. Yeah, a little more edgy for the older audience. So I think kids could watch my wife and kids. You know what I mean? So I know it more, feels there like uh like Martin was more like a nighttime sitcom, yeah, and yeah. like my wife and kids is more like a daytime. Daytime, sitcom. yeah, that worked. Yeah, so but uh, she's funny on both for what the both roles she plays. You know what I mean? So she works good with the 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 lead comedian. You know, I mean, she works good with Damon Wayans and Martin, mm-hmm. you know, so she works good with both and how to be, you know, both significant others in different ways. So now yeah. which one is the better comedian, Damon Wayans or Martin Lawrence? Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans. Yeah. As far Damn. as comedians, yeah. yeah. Now, far, Martin I was had a better movie Martin. career. He has a better movie career. Martin not not more, even the movie career. If you just want to talk about just comedy. Martin's more versatile with the characters he plays. Because but, he plays more characters, yeah. and I want to say him being a host on Def Jam is what edges out it's him big, over Damon. But, but Damon homie, has homie better. The clown. Homie the Clown, yeah. And Damon Living is, Color is, yeah. is a really tough one. Damon is. And that bum, remember that bum he used uh, to play on there? Blank Man, come on, yeah, man. No, man, man. And then he did Handy Handy Man. man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, like, those, yeah. Shanae and all. Pain. Yeah, those characters uh, are. I think Damon is uh, a better stand-up comedian than to me he is yeah but martin might be a bigger movie star damon wayans can just tell me about his day going to the (laughs) gas station in walmart it's gonna be hilarious (laughs) his stand-ups are underrated if you ever get a chance watch i know you've seen them but if you get a chance (laughs) to see them he got some really good stand-ups but it seems like damon is like more naturally funny and just like in regular life Mm -hmm. and martin he's more like the on-screen funny to me yeah because he seems like he might be quiet off camera or something like that like it takes him a while to get warmed up to somebody like that but damon you like you can just sit there and talk to him about anything at the dinner table you do gonna be sitting there cracking up yeah. laughing the whole time so yeah i can understand why the wayans like that they have family. a funny funny family they ain't got no choice it's like they, I mean? they can't that's why most of them stay in shape they got like them abs from laughing so fucking hard all this time so <laughs> and they still go on tour they still go to do comedy so i don't think martin does have they ever toured here in fort wayne i know the son is and sean has been here because i've seen damon jr sean he, i saw sean he is very, Sean was very good. okay. I think Sean needs Marlon, to be honest with you. And I now, think neither one other. of them are really good stand-up comedians. No, I, I think they I are think better Marlon in the movies. Help. They need each other. I feel like they feed off of each other. Like on them on the deck on them um the Wayans brothers. I feel like them separate is not as funny. Now I think Sean has the has the talent to be a good stand-up, but his stand-up was just okay. I saw him last year. I think year. Sean might be the writer. Yeah. I think Marlon might up, be the performer. But he he goes over the top too much. He's too much animated. That's for what me. Yeah, that's yeah, what it is. Because I yeah. think Sean, I think his talent was his talent was writing. Yeah. Now he's like, funny too. But not, he is funny. Right, but right. it's just more like 
the same way I look at uh, Keenan and Damon. Yeah. I think Damon is the performer and Keenan is the writer. Right. He's the mastermind behind it. And then Damon yeah. can perform it. Like the two dudes, uh, is raining men. Um, what does it call it? What, men on men film? on film. I mean, like he can pull that off. He can do any character. But I, I feel like you're right. I feel like Dame, uh, Keenan is the spearhead. And of Keenan had a low key, really good uh, Hollywood oh, yeah, career yeah, as well. Yeah. Had so, a great like, career. Like Glimmerman, like Most Wanted, <laughs> uh, Low Down Dirty Shame. Like he yeah. had some pretty I'm good movies. I'm gonna get you sucker. I'm yeah. gonna get oh, you yeah, sucker. Yeah. 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 Like even him, like uh, directing and acting. Like mm-hmm. that one. What's that one movie? Dance Flick, where he did like a little spoof version of a Steve Harvey. When it they was? did like a little, um, they did like a little spoof of like a, what's that damn movie with a B2K and um. Over the hill it was a house, not house party. They weren't in house party, were they? Uh, you watching more BT uh, than I am. Oh, right? yeah. uh, what's the dance movie that came out in the two thousand? Well, you got served. Oh, okay, okay. Remember okay. they did like a little spoof version of a uh, you got served and all those dance movies that kept coming out. That um, sounds. I must have missed it. And I, I could have swore I saw I saw the clip and I sent that to y'all about him like uh, Keenan doing like a knockoff version of Steve Harvey. And he's like, oh, I got these Steve Harvey suits or whatever. Like that. <laughs> I think I remember that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, it I was remember hysterical. him doing a clip where he had dreads in his hair and they kept. They had they kept taking his activator or something, and he kept losing power. I don't know what movie it was from, but it was funny as hell. But yeah, Keenan's got a lot of talent. He just, I mean, they of course they're older now. Like they feel like they don't have to do much anymore. But all of the, the whole family, I just you can I can imagine being at the dinner table with them. You would lose your the sisters. Funny, I mean, everybody's all of them were hilarious. Hilarious, yeah. yeah. yeah but I think Damon's. I think Dame is the funniest. And that takes yeah. a lot yeah. to be the funniest in that family. Oh, and that man. whole family's freaking hilarious. All right. I mean to sidetrack y'all, mm-hmm. but I just we're in an interesting conversation. If you can watch any comedy stand-up, any stand-up, dead or alive, Damn. who would you want to see is this live? Performer or just one single stand-up show? Uh let's just go performer. The performer is what I'm thinking about. I might say Richard Pryor just because I I I thought he was the king. Either him or Eddie Murphy. Like but my my answer was is Patrice O'Neill. Patrice O'Neill, but he didn't have enough. You know, what I mean, like he didn't get a chance. Not his fault. Died, I know because but, Elephant in the Room, I still think is a top five stand up special of all time. But if I ever got to see him, like just working out at like the comedy cell or something yeah, like that, I feel like great. him just sitting there just talking randomly for like an hour. I, it might be the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life. He's funny because I thought he was like one of the funniest people that's ever walked. He doesn't life. care either. He says whatever he feels like. It it may not so be is Richard Pryor though. Yeah, Richard Pryor too. And it may not be everybody's cup of tea with Patrice O'Neill. But I mean, you might, I like I love Patrice O'Neill. He was, just didn't have enough. You know, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure if he would have lived. If you saw he, enough YouTube videos of him, you kind of oh, you kind of understand like why I hold him as such a high. Oh yeah, have you ever watched the relationship advice he has on YouTube where he's just talking to men about women? He'd be disgracing women. He's funny oh. as hell. But oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Ryan. A, did you have an answer? I'm, I'm going Richard Pryor. Yeah, yeah, Mudbone and Richard Pryor talking about his dad. Uh, <laughs> uh, nothing tops that. Oh yeah, Mudbone is great. Yeah, yeah. So like Richard <laughs> Pryor when he was at his best. Oh. And yeah, those are just like the big, mm. big Hollywood stand-ups they paid him for. Yeah, if you just go to some some Los Angeles bar, it's two hundred people seating. So Richard Pryor is going to be there for thirty minutes to an hour. You're in for a good night. You're going <coughs> to hear some of the funniest shit of all time. <laughs> and I'm about to say a very close second to me is probably Andrew Dice Clay because I think I would really enjoy watching his show live. Like, Dude is hilarious. I I can't. I, you putting him over Chris Rock? Yeah, I would put Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was a massive Andrew Dice Clay fan growing up. I thought he was like one of the funniest people I've ever seen in my life. Hilarious. He is fucking hysterical. He was massive. 
So yeah, yeah. Andrew Dice Clay, shout out to you, man. I know we're a black podcast, man, but I love that dude. I feel like he not oh, even, he's, he's he not, he not even fun. white to me. Like he just light skin. That's all it is. Like he one of us. Now, do we got our binge worthy ready to go? Because mm. I I don't know how how well you guys got into your uh, your shows the last couple of weeks, but I wrapped up a couple of shows over the last couple of weeks. So if I had to run down my list really quick, I finished um, True Detective, Night Country. Dang it, I was trying to before this podcast. <laughs> Crap. And what was the other one that I just wrapped up? It was True Detective, Night Country, and what the hell was the other one? Oh, um, Monarch. The Apple TV. Apple, because just nice. seeing this on TV, the Godzilla show, yeah. The Monarch, uh, Legacy of uh, Monsters. Just wrap that one up. So if I had to give one of them my binge worthy, I I probably say that you guys should probably go with the True Detective, um, Legacy, um, Legacy of Monsters, the uh, the Monarch show on Apple Plus. It kind of ended disappointing to me, as far as that, how the show ended. So I would say you guys would probably have a better chance of like enjoying this binge worthy of True Detective because uh, Jodie Foster, even though I'm not a massive fan, I still have to admit she is a very good actress still. Not exactly my cup of tea. Like I said, I'm more of like a Helen Hunt kind of fan. But for her in this show, I thought her in the in the second lead, uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly Reyes, Reyes. I got to learn how to read. I can't figure out her fucking name, her last Spanish name. Spanish girl. But yeah, she she was really, really good on this show. She really, really had a good showing on this one. She She might be a future star if they give her the right project to follow this one up. But yeah, I think True Detective, Night Country, I'll probably give that maybe... Uh, three and a half, three point eight, somewhere around there, out of five, as far as like uh the grade for the show. Now, is this your first season? But you this is my this is my entire... first time watching any True Detective show. Now, if you think this was good, this was actually pretty good. I I am I cannot wait till both you and Sean watch season one with Woody Harrelson. You've been Matthew you've been Knight. preaching that for a that, while. Uh, you, I said, yeah, that's you stand top by ten that. seasons ever. For uh, any TV show, whatever any season favorite, of any show of in, any season of any show that is guaranteed top ten, hands down. Okay, yeah, that, yeah, that's like that's uh, high praise because me and you are on the same wavelength when it comes to the wire. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, yeah so this is like uh, I'm not sure where you stand on the wire, but uh, I think that's on season four level. I think the wire is probably like maybe top one, top two shows of all time. Wow, well, we're in agreement. I think The Wire has the most impeccable Guaranteed writing that's ever three. been made. Absolutely. Whoever yeah. the writers on that show, man, they deserve like a hug and like a high five from everybody on the planet for making that damn show. You ain't lying about that. Thank you for that one. But yeah, True Detective Night Country that was bound to be my binge worthy for you guys this week. Pretty good show. Jodie Foster did a really good job. The storyline kind of got muddied at the end. I wasn't quite following everything. The payoff as far as like what happened to them at that um at that station like uh, where everybody got killed. No, it's not really a spoiler. That's pretty much the first like scene of the, of the episode of, uh, of this season. But it was, it got a little bit confusing because they kind of was like um, leaning towards like a supernatural kind of thing, but it didn't quite end that way. It was a little bit more simple as far as like an explanation, as far as what happened in it. A little bit disappointing because I was expecting some like big reveal or something like that. I don't know. I just get spoiled with uh, TV show writing sometimes, but it was still pretty good. It was still a solid, still a solid show. But I think you guys should you should definitely check it out on Max. I wanted to say HBO Max. I'm sorry, but it's it's Max and it's still a pretty good show. I think y'all should check that one out. All right. So who else got their binge worthy? Um, I watched two binge worthy type shows. This is a show on Max. 
that I don't know now. Lacey got me watching crime shows and shit, but it's called uh, Evil Lives Here. And it's like a reenactment of real things that's happened. I don't, the first episode was about the boy who went into that Omaha, Nebraska mall and killed everybody. I don't know if you guys remember. It was like I don't in remember 2009. He shot like 10 people and killed them in the mall with an AK. Uh, he just went berserk. But they have his family on this show, and they're talking about what was leading up to this. And this dude was doing all kind of stuff leading up to this, and they just didn't do anything about it. Like He tried to kill the mom, which was a stepmom. And he put like um, pesticide in her in her pop and gave it to her, and she almost died. And they never like did anything about it. Like, well, what? Are, this is, and they like feel bad about it now. They're like in remorse because people died, and they're trying to get along, get on with their life. But this really happened, and so HBO or Max or whatever they did like a series on all these real life tragedies. And this is one of them. That's the first one I've seen. But there's a bunch of other ones on there too. It's called Evil Lives Here. That's it's pretty dark. Uh, it's on Max, and if you want to, if you're into that kind of stuff, then you can check that out. And then I watched The Last Airbender, which is not good. <laughs> I did not like that. What made you want to watch The Last I, Airbender? I let this guy at my work talk me into it. Uh, I I don't know why, but I saw it on Netflix. You gotta stop talking to him. Yeah, he was he's into some of that stuff, and I tried to watch it because I remember watching it a long time. Let me ago. guess, he's a fan of the movie. He is a fan of the movie, <laughs> and but even me, he even said this is terrible. That first. I only watched the first episode. Um, it's got, I think it's got a one season on uh, Netflix so far. It sucked. It sucked bad. I gave yeah. it like, like a half a point. Now, why the hell can't they get the last Airbender right? I don't know. Like this, this one has like is in Japan or China. One of them, I think it's China or in that area, and they all speak in English. Like this, like perfect English. You know what I mean? Like okay. I, it just doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? Like all right, man, I don't like this. It's kind of cheesy. It was horrible. It's not. It's definitely for kids. Maybe that's the reason why. Maybe, but it, it was horrible. I never watched nothing else after that. I just turned it off and didn't watch any more of it. It sucks. TVM so. movie says yeah. about consistent trouble adapting uh, anime to live action. I can see that because uh, I, I remember watching the actually watching the cartoon version or whatever. I actually watched that, but this is this is not good. So this is one that maybe you could steer away from if you thought about watching it for me it was bad i didn't i didn't enjoy that so i think that was only two things i watched with episodes though i can't remember if i watched anything else so all right ryan tell me what documentary you watched this past <laughs> i'm going documentary i didn't, get, I didn't <laughs> I knew get, that. get a chance to finish true detective i'm glad you enjoyed it. i've i'm episode three in i'm episode three and i think this season has six or seven episodes i think so i can't remember exactly so I I've been avoiding spoilers and I'm looking forward to but this uh it's been a good season so far. Yeah, this uh True Detective season four redeems a lot of the crap that I saw in season two and three. So uh, season guys, two, was that the one with um Colin Farrell? Yes, and Vince Vaughn. And what was uh season three? Was that the one with Mahershal Ali? Yes. That and, was uh, that was good boy. It started off good. Both season two and three start off good. And just went off the rails halfway or less than halfway through. Uh, and even, not even comparing it to the classic legendary season one, they were still bad seasons of television. Yeah, I uh, I would not recommend anybody picking season two or three to delve in. Season four has been good so far, but season one is the stuff of legend. Yeah, that's as good as TV gets in my opinion. And so they'll never live up to that standard. But that's the reason we're even on season four. So props to that. 
Um, I wanted to give this show Shogun on FX and Hulu with Chance. I don't get a chance oh, to watch yeah, that. They've, yeah. been, they've been gassing that up quite a bit. So I ain't a chance to uh, watch that yet either. But I just give a quick shout out with uh, everything that's going on right now in the entertainment industry, which uh, was extremely emphasized as I watched that Madam Web movie. I can't wait. Actually, I, don't, I, I take no pleasure in talking negatively about things I disliked, but I have a lot to say about the piece of crap movie that was. <laughs> but that is a shining example of the state of the industry right now. So I'm thankful for any piece of good entertainment in the huge swamp that we have to delve in, whether it be a documentary, scripted TV show or movie. BBC, get your mind out the gutter. That's the British Broadcasting Channel. I'm sorry. I'm still in the Get your mind out the gutter. BBC, British Broadcasting Channel. Naomi's Nightmares of Nature. That's a good documentary for you guys to seek out. Eventually, it'll be back on a streaming service. I happened to catch it a few years back. And, yeah, if you find the online shopping system, whether it be Amazon or eBay, this is a good collection of documentaries to add to your collection. You can probably get the entire four seasons for $10. And it's a uh, British journalist who tries to find, who seeks out the scariest so-called animals in the world. She travels to all seven continents, and Naomi is a great host for this show. I think that's something for the entire family, not only because each episode is only about 25 minutes apiece. You go to zoos, you go to live nature, and just seeing a fine British girl with her fine British accent travel to all seven continents, dealing with some of the most, uh, well, some of the best animal specialists in the world and going on adventures. It, it's really good. And that there's, there's a lot of shows similar to that. Naomi's nightmares of nature is must watch television for anybody of any age, whether you're 80 or eight. You're going to have a great time. Naomi's Nightmares of Nature. A-plus entertainment. Okay. What's that on Disney? I mean, what's that on Disney? It's not on streaming right now. Get the DVD. You can buy all four seasons for $10 on Amazon. But it'll be on the BBC network, which is not associated with xvideos.com. Sound like I'm going to get in trouble for going to BBC. (laughs) (laughs) I would hope you never. British. (laughs) Mess up your search history. What's this BBC mean? Something you need to tell me about. Uh, no, uh, trust me, you're gonna want to give Naomi BBC. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, let's get to the new releases. <laughs> Y'all goofy. All right, let, let me get my my eyeball one out the way because I just watched this yesterday with my wife. So, uh, first one up for me is uh, Ordinary Angels with uh, Hillary Swank and uh, Ada. Was it Alan Richmond? Alan Richmond? Well, the guy that plays Reacher on the Amazon mm. Prime um, uh, series. I'm not gonna lie, this one was actually pretty good. I'm not. I'm not too surprised because Hillary Swank, even though she hasn't done anything major, really in the last like five to ten years, as far as I'm concerned, I still thought she, like she's still top notch actress. 
She does she does a pretty good job. And overall, just the the story of it. That's what I was looking for. Because I was like, all right, man, I got to make it like a little bit more of a chick flick, whatever. Has to have like a, a nice handsome man as a lead and somebody tolerable that she likes as a female lead. And of course, you get like an adorable child in there that's dying or something like that. Then obviously, I'm like that, that's just a trifecta from from my wife. She's mm-hmm. gonna be all in for that one. So I thought overall it was probably like maybe a four out of five for me as far as like the storyline and the acting. I still thought it was pretty good. Um, it it they they did push a little bit too hard. I feel like y'all ever watched the the show with This Is Us. Where it feels like every every Sam times. episode, yeah. where they they always have like some kind of scene where they're tr- they're forcing the audience to cry. Yeah, that Sterling K. Brown was in it. Man, I feel yeah. like he. Cr- yeah. I, I've been binging that. That's gonna be my binge ready for next week. I'm on like season two so far. Yeah, about to wrap it up. I swear, it's almost like every episode they have like some scene in there where they have this dude crying about something, <laughs> crying, crying, yeah. crying. He's like he's like a Drake album, man. Like yeah. every single it's scene, like sad, it's something yeah. like it's something got him sad and all sad and distraught and whatever, but. Overall, it's still very good acting and very good writing, but this one was actually a very solid movie. Overall, I think it was a good, like, it's definitely a good date movie. That's for damn sure. So you can't go wrong with that one. I don't say go see it by yourself. It's not one of those kind of movies you definitely need to have, like, a date or somebody there with you, you know, because it, it is it is pretty sad and it might get into your emotions. I'm a, I'm a grown ass man pushing 40, so it did get me into my emotions just a little bit on a couple of those scenes, especially if you have kids, but. Overall, I still thought it was a it was a very good movie. I think it's not going to be any kind of Oscar winner or anything like that, but just messaging, I thought it was actually a very good, very good movie. So, yeah, um, Ordinary Angels was the first one for me. I thought that was pretty good. Four out of five for me. Four out of five brownie points. Mm, All right. So who's got something else before we get to the the, the bullshit? Uh, Ryan wants to get to that one. I got two, then I'll let you guys get back to the one I'm pretty sure you both watched because I didn't see that one. Uh, I watched Mike Epps special. Oh, ready oh, to nice sell pick. out or something nice like that? I, 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 I can't wait to hear this. I didn't like it as much. He wasn't that funny. It, I, maybe it was just me. I don't know, but you might like it, Ryan. But I watched it. You watched I don't, it? I, I felt, don't find I Mike I, Epps stand up funny. I usually find his funny, but this one just was missing something. I feel like he was forcing it. Yeah, a bit. jokes. Yeah, he's usually <laughs> funny to me. I think Mike Epps is hilarious, but this one I didn't laugh as much. I don't even remember some of it. You know what I mean? Like, I saw it a couple of days ago, maybe last weekend I saw it, but it was just okay. I mean, it was a couple of good jokes, talking about going to jail and seeing his friend's mom in jail. That was pretty funny, but it, just, it wasn't, I wasn't blown away. I usually like Mike Epps, and I, this one wasn't his best. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but for the, you know, I thought he didn't talk about it, any of the Shannon Sharp stuff, and I don't think this was up to where he was at in life yet. So I think this came up before all that happened. So, um, but no, it was just okay. I, I gave it two and a half as far as a as a, uh, a stand up goes. It was just okay. It wasn't. Damn, the, it I ain't gonna lie the best. for a stand up. That's kind of low. Yeah, I, I was expecting much more from him. Um, but I feel like the, his last couple uh, stand ups has kind of been going down for me a little bit. The um, problem that I have with his stand ups is like his pacing is yeah. just a little bit off to me. Yeah. Like he doesn't quite catch the rhythm of the crowd, right? Like as far yeah. as like keeping the joke flow kind of going in the right could, direction. Yeah, I mean, I I usually find him funny, but I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just the times right now. But it, it wasn't that funny to me. That's just my opinion. Um, then I watched um, uh, Bob Marley One Love in the theater, and oh, I was shit. in the same theater Sweet. you were at. And I didn't see you until I didn't see that you were. There until after I left. So you went Monday? I went last night to the yep. because I had a gift card. Yep. And I used all $25 on myself, ticket, pop, and popcorn. And I had to pay an extra $7 out of my pocket to get the popcorn. 
So all that stuff costs for one person, uh, you know, 30, 30 some dollars for one person to go to the movies. But anyways, uh, I just said I would go. I didn't have nothing to do. I took a nap. I was wide awake. So I saw that Bob Marley movie, and it was maybe 15 people in there. I was shocked. It was the biggest theater they have. felt like I was way at the top. I was at the K section. So I was I'm about right to say, there. mine was kind of crowded, though. Yeah. Oh, I was, yeah. I was, I was kind of shocked that that many people was coming to see this movie. I thought it was going to be like four or five people. Which, what time did your movie start? Because I was I there think at, we went around 7. Ours was 7.40, so you might have been there a little bit earlier than me. Uh, but uh, I saw that you had went. But anyways, um, good movie. I enjoyed Bob Marley's movie. A lot of stuff I didn't know. The guy who plays Bob Marley is excellent. He, I... For a minute, he's actually there. the bad guy from the. Um, yeah, I've seen what's, him before. What's, what's the one show with uh, Samuel Jackson, a uh, Secret Invasion, the Disney Plus show? Oh yeah, he's the That's bad the guy. Same guy. Yeah, that yeah. was that was the bad guy in this one, and yes, I think he had is. like a small part in that a Barbie movie. Okay, yes, yeah, he he's did. like, like an English actor. Nice because like, he's, he's a British actor. A British actor. Yep, yep. So. um uh, well, guy. Right. Uh, which uh, that's another thing I didn't know. I didn't know the. I, well, maybe I forgot, but they were you know uh, part of the British British own um, own like the islands because they still own the Cayman Islands or they have that's their territory. But they had you know in the movie they're celebrating. Uh, they have a celebration of being separate from um, the British and being you know their own country. But at this time, Bar Marley is kind of older now. He's in his late twenties. And they're they're having like war between two political factions going on here, and everything about Bob Marley is peace and love and all that stuff, and they don't like that that he's not standing against the other guy. So there's war in Jamaica, and there's a lot of things. First of all, I didn't know he was biracial. I thought he was just light skinned You know, what I mean, that was just a light skinned Jamaican. But yeah, he's actually his dad was white, his mom was black, um, and he just you know came up. Oh, of course, you know, in a poverty rich area in Jamaica. And so he started singing and getting uh, Bob Marley and the Whalers. Uh, but they kind of kick it right off into where he's shot. They get shot. And this dude does a show the same night or the next day or something like that, which was pretty remarkable. Like, that's how much she believed in what he was talking about. You know, he was all about, you know, the uh, Rasta and all that stuff and being from the islands and everything God gives us is natural. You know what I mean? He's all about that. But the guy who plays him did a really good job. Um, old girl from, um, uh, she plays, uh, Rambo's mom, Monica Rambo mom. Is it, what's her mom's name? Oh, uh, uh Maria Rambo. Ma- is it Maria? Rambo? It was something Lynch. Yeah. Her, she's the wife. Was she the, was she the new, um, well, I guess not the new one, but the, she played in the James Bond movie. Yeah. Yeah. That she's, about? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's, um, woman King. She played in woman King. Yeah. She's awesome yeah, in the yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. She her. plays his wife, which is, uh, she did a hell of a job. Like her ensemble, like all the stuff she wore was super dope straight from the islands. And their, their accent is pretty heavy. I wish they would have had some subtitle because it was a couple of times like, all right, I don't know what the hell they're saying. That's the yeah. downside of yeah. having like yeah. a movie with a bunch of accents. Yeah. I can't understand Everything's shit. I and I, man. What you're doing is really, really heavy. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to make fun of it, but it's really heavy. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what the hell they're saying. Even people in that's not uh, Jamaican in the movie like, what? You know, what you saying? They're like, that's Jamaican, man. You can't take like that. You know, it's just how they talk, but it's really heavy. But the stuff you can't understand is really deep. Um, it, I would say it was they rushed it for me. I feel like I needed to for them to slow it down a little bit. I wanted to see him grow up more and to become Bob Marley. They kind of jump off where he's already Bob Marley and he's pretty much at the end. Um, I knew he had some kind of disease, but I didn't know they gave him an option that if he cut his toe off, he hurt his toe playing soccer, and that was like all they did, and it got infected. 
And the reason why it wasn't healing because he had some kind of cancer. And they said, hey, if you just amputate that, it'll go away. And this dude said no. And uh, he went on tour in 1980, and he died in 1981 at 36. So he was young. He was a young man. But everything he meant to that country, um, I had a lot of stuff I just didn't know. I didn't know he went on tour like that. Uh, it was a lot of it's a lot of hatefulness there at first, but then he ended up turning it around. And to the, to this day, he's still their biggest celebrity, even over Usain Bolt. You know, he's their biggest celebrity of all time in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. I give it four brownie points out of five. I feel like they rushed it a little bit, and I wanted them to slow down so I can get it and take it all in because it was emotional. You know what I mean? Like, I like Bob Marley's music. I'm not going to say I'm a super fan, but I do like a lot of his songs. And uh, I just... You feel it. You feel the emotion in the movie. There's a lot of stuff that went on. He had like eight kids and not all by the same women. He's just how he was. You know what I mean? So um, good movie. Good time. One love. Bob Marley. I enjoyed that one. Four brownie points for me. So. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you gave that a chance. Yeah, yeah. I've always been making money at the box office, yeah, too. Yeah, it was a good time. He's got a huge fan base. Oh, yeah. he's a good. It was a good time. I enjoyed it. Just wish they would have slowed it down a little bit more. I wanted to, to take it all in and see more of what the storyline was about and more about Bob Marley. Cause I don't know a whole lot. I know a little bit, but not a whole lot. So Ryan, you, you want, let's, you want, uh, let's you want go. to lead us into this dark territory or you want to do it. Let's, let's go to the bright side first. So let's go into the light. Okay. This just my opinion. I saw a five Brownie movie oh. recently. You saw Blade again. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's always a good idea. Always a good idea. Now, keep in mind, I don't expect either one of you guys to give this movie the same rating. And I'm still going to say that my two favorite movies of 2023 were Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and Godzilla Minus One. Those are my one and twos. I'm, I think I put Killers of the Flower Moon in there at number three. But if I had time to make a top ten, this movie might be in there. And I do. Th- okay. It's a movie called Poor Things. Poor Things with Emma Stone, William Defoe, um, Mark Ruffalo. And this is a modern day retelling of uh, Frankenstein for the most part. So, um, yeah, it takes place in the uh, early 1900s in a fictional universe. But this movie really blew me away. And I can completely understand if anybody watches this movie and says, I didn't like that much. Ryan overhyped it. It's, I, I, I this is stupid. I, I get it. I get it. But I, 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 I cherish the time that we're in because it feels like that that time is slowly running out. As I was looking at the upcoming 2024 releases, it's good that we can have these original ideas and storylines that are still being made and released theatrically that, that three or four movies a year that aren't for everybody, but for certain people, they, they really think it's a masterpiece. So most of the movies I'm looking forward to in 2024 are all sequels and sequels to movies that were great and the sequels I'm looking forward to, but it feels like it's getting harder and harder for these original storylines to get made and released. And at this level of skill and filmmaking and getting these big name stars involved, 
Um, I, I, I absolutely believe that one of the best pieces of literature of all time is is the novel Frankenstein. This is written by a female teenager back in the 1800s, and it's kind of been watered down because of what we think of Frankenstein with TVs and movies, but this is absolutely one of the best books ever written. I had to read that in college. It's, it's, it's a masterpiece. It's great. Dr. Frankenstein and what he created is great, and to see a modern retelling of that with a female Franken, Frankenstein character and go in knowing as less as possible. Just know that this movie centers around William Defoe playing Dr. Frankenstein. He brings a female Emma Stone back from the dead as he runs a science school. It's 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 this is incredible from an acting standpoint, filmmaking standpoint. Like I said, it, it and I would even say, let me just slow down because there's, there's a couple points I want to talk to. I got family members younger than me interested in film. They love film. With the amount of nudity and sexual content they have in this, I'm I'm a little worried when my 12 or 13 year old niece watches this. It's going to be pretty graphic for her. So I'm a little worried for that. So this is not this is this earns its R rating. But for anybody interested in seeing one of the better movies that came out last year, I I'm I regret not seeing this theater. Poor Things is freaking incredible. And I think we should relish the time that these kind of movies can be re- be released. Because if you're not tied to a major intellectual property or you're not a sequel to a movie that's already grossed $300 million, these kind of movies are getting harder and harder to be released. And I completely understand if you guys don't like as much as I did. But I cannot wait to hear y'all's opinion on this. Poor Things with Emma Stone, William Defoe. Mark Ruffalo, highly recommended. One of the best movies that came out last year. Uh, it's 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 freaking great. It is freaking great. Don't watch it with your kids because Emma Stone is naked half, pretty much the majority of the movie. See this? But it's, it's gonna. I, I have to admit, I'm not an Emma Stone fan. That's the I wouldn't call myself girl, a super. Right? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, call myself a super fan. She was like, she played like what? Um, super bad. She was in the Amazing Spider-Man series yeah. with uh, Andrew Garfield. Mm. She she was awesome in this. Yeah, she's playing the the. Uh, keep in mind, yeah, Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein as a teenager, so Frankenstein is actually the scientist who creates the creature. So we all we're used to seeing the big bolts coming off the side of the head. That's not actually Frankenstein. Frankenstein's the scientist who creates it. That's who William Defoe plays in this. I'm surprised that people get that confused all the time. I did. I didn't know that. It's supposed to be the Frankenstein, then it's supposed to be Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, that's what it's it is. To. It is. All right. I just feel like some people just but weren't it, paying attention to the story. No, that's that's what Hollywood sold us. Yeah, Frankenstein is Frankenstein, the right? Wolf Man, mm-hmm. creature from the from the Black, Black Lagoon. Lagoon. Yeah. yeah. If you see Frankenstein on the poster and, and you see this undead zombie walking, you're, I thought that was Frankenstein. Me too. I there's thought Frankenstein was the yeah, actual you know, monster. Yeah, yeah. I, most people. I, there's nothing wrong with that. But this is a modern day retelling, and the fact that Mary Shelley has wrote a story as a teenager that's lasted over a hundred years and still being popularized, I, I do think that's what makes this poor thing special because this Frankenstein creature in this movie is a female. It's 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 great, but it has a lot of nudity 
and you're seeing a fem- an undead female discover the pleasures of Earth from her side. It, it it's not for everybody, but highly recommended. Five out of five brownie points for me. I yeah, this movie was great, and the fact that um, I saw a female led movie that was one of the best movies of last year and something I would highly recommend. And I saw a female led movie. that was one of the worst pieces of trash of any genre. And the same week I felt it fitting. I I wanted to highlight these two movies. I'm going to save my other two movies I saw for next week. But poor things is a five out of five for me. Wow. And yeah, uh, whatever movie you thought was one of your favorites of 2023, that list is not complete. And take give poor things a chance. Great, great movie. So you think it was better than uh, Godzilla minus one? No, no. Godzilla minus one is number two. Okay. Uh, okay. Spider Man across the Spider Verse is hands down number one for me. This is not. I'm shocked that Godzilla minus one was so damn good, and I would even consider that being close to Spider Man across the Spider Verse. But yeah, poor things is definitely top ten. I'm not gonna put it over. Well, Sean, you said you saw Oppenheimer, didn't you? Yeah, so, I, th- that was not good for me. I didn't like it. I, maybe I don't have the attention span. I should have saw that in a theater. See, I, if you didn't yeah. like that, you I don't think your poor things might be your cup of tea either. I mean, I, now this does have more of a horror I was expecting element to it. even the bomb was underwhelming for me when it, it went up. It absolutely was. I was like, what? That was it? Like, ah, oh. and then I, I, I like the atomic blast and Godzilla minus one way was better, better than the yeah. And for I me, the way I split up Oppenheimer is like, like before the bomb drop, and then after the bomb drop. Like before the bomb drop, to me was a little bit dull for me. After the bomb drop, like the the investigation when they started interviewing people, that's where the movie really took off for me. That was my favorite part of the movie, the second half of it. That's the one what I I saw like. All right, this is why Oppenheimer. I, I did special. enjoy Robert Downey. I, Robert Downey, hard. he played a good. He did a very good job. He oh, did. A Matt very Damon good job. was freaking awesome. Matt Damon his. had a lot more screen time than I thought he would have. I, I thought it'd be. I didn't think he'd have that much screen time, but it was just too flat. Not a lot. It wasn't enough to keep my attention span. I should have saw that in the theater. I wouldn't have been able to. You I understand. Know, you know, being distracted is easy. But uh, no, I for what I did see, I saw enough of it to give to say that I was. I was pretty bored watching that. So, because no, that's yeah. a perfect movie for me because yeah. I'm really big on dialogue. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So, I, I, I need to hear every single like line that's spoken. It'll go written. back into like black and white and then come back and then go back to black and white. And I'm like, I don't, maybe I just was just not the movie for me. Probably that's all that is to it. It so. did work better for me on the second. I liked it, but I wasn't, it, it was a little bit underwhelming the first time I saw yeah. it. Just because I have so I had super high expectations. I did too. I thought I was going to see a lot going on here. Yeah. It, it does work a lot better on on second viewing, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'm putting Oppenheimer in front of Poor Things, even though I greatly enjoyed. What was your grade for uh, Oppenheimer show? Ooh, oh man, for me, I ooh, that's just not my movie. I give it two and a half. Dang, I, I, I feel like you being generous. Yeah, I I want to give it a two. I respect. The, the actors on there. That's the only reason. I respect the actors with, um, what's his name? Killian Murphy. Uh, Josh, Hartnett, you know, Josh Hartnett. Casey Affleck. Yeah, old girl that he was, um, what's her name? Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Yeah, she's uh, in there. Florence Puig. Yeah, I, I give it that just because I respect, I like that kind of stuff, World War II stuff and all that stuff with, you know, Hiroshima Obama and the, what's his name? Fat Boy and Little, what's they call him? Big Boy and 
What was it called? Fat boy and uh, I can't remember. Whatever they was calling him, but yeah, I respect Fat Man and Little Boy. Yeah. Little Boy, I respect all that. So, and it just wasn't my type of movie. I I don't want to dog it too much. Maybe I should watch it again and try to pay a little more attention. I paid enough attention, and, and I realized that yeah, I can. This wasn't for me. So. I think it really is a theater movie. Yeah, it's, I it's one to, of those movies you where you focus, have to be in the theater. You need to focus on this one because so. I think I can't remember who said it, but it's like. That's the downside of having like streaming sometimes that mm. you need to watch the movie in a flow the way that it was meant to be as far as seeing it in the theater. Because right. when you're at home, you can pause it. Mm. You can take a bathroom break, come back to it. So you're kind of ruining the flow of the movie and how it's yeah. supposed to naturally go. And so if you yeah. got your phone, you're looking down and you look up like, oh, wait a minute. What did I just miss? And so I, I, I give it that because I know I missed something, but I watched enough. And I, I for an hour there, I was no phone. And then I was like, all right, now I don't really like this. Is not for me, probably, you know. So no, I understand. Yeah. I understand. I ain't gonna knock you too much. All right, all right, Brian, let's do it. Public restrooms. Let's get to the shit. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. <clears throat> Who? Where do we start with this one? All right. Uh, the Columbia 100 Years logo was pretty good. Let's just get to the positive. Okay, I'm trying to. I'm why trying to get so, to the positive. Why, why is this so bad? Is, why is it so bad? Oh uh, shit! We okay. were talking about some stinkers earlier here. I mean, what so, makes it so bad? I guess. Okay, so first m- off, the acting is horrible, absolutely terrible. I had the Internet Movie Database after saw this. Was like, did I really see Mike Epps in this movie, or is that guy yeah, just look like Mike? I Epps? saw Mike Epps. I was like, oh shit! Like, I didn't think Mike Epps. I, in thought, this? I thought it was. I, I thought know, it was right? him at first, what? but then I was like, that that guy just looks like Mike Epps. Yeah. They're not letting him do anything funny. This is the most serious, unconsequential role in the entire movie. There's people who don't have lines who had a, played a bigger role than Mike Epps did in this movie, and he's only in it for the first twenty minutes. I'd have really thought there was just some black guy that looked like Mike Epps. Oh no, that was Mike Epps, and he, he, he <laughs> lasted the least all of Mike He lasted all the five minutes, <laughs> like any other black character that get killed off Damn. in a horror movie. Because this one was kind of scary. Bad. Is, uh, is this supposed to be a horror movie? No, no, it, no it's, it's, I'm just saying it's it a is joke actually, because it is kind of so scary. Bad. It's a horror movie. Hmm. Oh yeah, and I don't know what it, the lead actress. What's her name? Uh, Dakota Johnson. Yes, thank you. Thanks. For she is that. just so. She is so. Blanche, she's like most- a Subway sandwich. She's like <laughs> no flavor to it. Extremely unlikable. She does. It's just like mayonnaise and and fucking uh, mustard. It's like what, what the hell? Nothing like salt and pepper is not real seasoning. All right, man, well, you got to spice this up with something <laughs> else. I don't know what it is, but she was like absolutely the wrong actress to lead this movie. Did you feel uncomfortable watching the CPR scene? Did you sit sit through that? It was this teenage CPR scene made me very uncomfortable. They I really thought, thought they was gonna save this movie with three hot teenagers. <laughs> and I was like, nope, y'all know better than that. That shit don't work. That's right. That's like, right. Like it was just That was ridiculous. All right. They made Morbius look like it was fucking um uh, Oh damn. They made it look like it was Goodfellas or something oh, like that. Oh damn. Like and I and I trashed oh. Mobius, but this one was kinda like, oh my god. I the, I just I started watching wondering like, why would they think this was a good idea? First off, the all right, this gets to the positives. I'm going to be skipping all around this way, but I'm, I'm going to try to lay in this plane. Just give me a minute. I did like the angle of them finally giving us like some on-screen representation of uh, Uncle Ben younger. I thought that was actually kind of neat. That was a little surprising. I didn't expect to I was to like, see that. oh, shit, because um, Uncle Ben is played by Adam Scott. I don't know if you guys watch uh, Parks and Rec, 
But uh, he's on that. I thought that I recognized show. that face. Scott, okay. I I so I, I saw him. I was like, oh, shit, Uncle Ben. All right, that's kind of cool. Like, I've been tired of seeing, like, uh, all this with great power comes a great responsibility kind of bullshit. Oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. yeah when, like, when I saw when I saw his name was um, uh, Ben, I was like, oh, shit, that's Uncle Ben. Like, that, that was actually kind of nice. That was actually kind of cool to see all that. Now, as far as, like, the evil, like, dude that's in here, like, it's supposed to be, what the hell's his name, anyway? Like, the, the uh, bad Red guy Spider-Man who's... suit guy. Okay. Uh, I would call him that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That version of Spider-Man that I saw wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And they legally weren't even able to say Spider-Man in this movie. (laughs) It's a Sony picture, though, right? It's a Sony picture, but I think, I don't know, the licensing or something like that. It's with Marvel right now. Yeah, I don't think they're allowed to say Live action-wise. But seeing like that version of like whatever that evil version of Spider-Man was, I was like, okay, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It actually looks pretty, pretty evil, but the dude outside the suit... He's about as bland as a bad guy as you ever see in your life. <laughs> the girl he had working his little computer station. Oh, I wouldn't trust her making me a cup of coffee, let yeah. alone. I heard a movie critic say this was one of the worst bad guys. He said he had no, no, nothing to him. He's nothing, no man. persona, no, yeah. no anything. It's like, and, and at first, it looked like they did a dub of his voice. It's like his his <laughs> lips were not matching his his vocals. We're not even going to talk about. We haven't. The less said, the better about the indigenous Spider-Man people where they found their spider powers from. Yeah, and even that, it was kind of like, ugh. So God, she's having, like, man. premonitions, kind of like she can see stuff before it happened? Is that Yeah, what, mm. I guess that's her um, her gift. Like, she can be in other places. Like, I guess, how do you describe it? Like, um, she's got psychic abilities. Psychic Ooh. abilities, and apparently she can, her... Her consciousness can be present so elsewhere. like uh, yes. Final Destination type stuff. She sees things before it happens. Kind yeah. of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Think of but all, then they think try to tie like it a, into the multiverse crap oh. on top of that. They think were, of it as like a watered down version of Doctor Strange of like how he has like his body like outside of his mm-hmm. um his consciousness or something like that. It felt a little bit like that the way that she was like guiding the right. Good it, point. And I, I ain't gonna lie those 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 Spider Women um costumes fucking trash. Oh man, it, awful. It was awful. It was not. It was not good. I kept thinking, like, God damn! Like, how can this movie be so bad? Yeah. How come they didn't abandon ship halfway through? They should have known this was going to be halfway through. It's like we're making a piece of shit here. You know what? And this is what I. This is what I truly believe. And I know it. It feels like it's kind of odd that I'm saying this as a cinematic savant, but I don't think anybody on a movie set really thinks that they're making a bad movie. I think in their mind they're making the best movie possible. And it's not as bad as they think it is, even if they know that it's cheesy or corny or overly, you know, um, pondering. Yes. Thank you. Pondering. But even, I don't think anybody sets out to do that. But even on like on the cutting floor, when they're just sitting there, like looking at like their first edits, they had to be thinking to themselves. OK, we ain't got enough money to do reshoots. <laughs> we got to reshoot this whole fucking movie. If that's the case. But good God, I'm sure, like, this, I know what happens. But this is like this is just not good. Like, all right, this is like this. Make the teenagers sexier. Maybe we'll get the male audiences on our side if like we make like a what's the girl name? Uh, Sydney Sweeney, like the girl in the glasses. Like, obviously, like a lot of men find her attractive, but her acting was just like ugh. all those characters. All the characters. The first were bad. action scene came in about forty, fifty minutes into the movie. That subway scene when we first saw the 
the half Arab, half white guy, half uh, <laughs> South American guy, whatever the fuck he was, yeah. dressed in a red Spider-Man suit. He was just choking out police officers. That was the first big action set piece 40 minutes in. And it was some of the most underwhelming crap at all. I, Sean, if I, if just to give you a heads up of how bad this movie is, this makes Blade Trinity look like Blade 1 and 2. Wow. Yeah, it does. This is the worst movie of all time. Then this It's not Batman and Robin bad. It's that, not on George Wonder, Clooney. You said Wonder Woman, the second one. It's not as bad oh, as Wonder Woman 1984. Because I can actually see... The idea it's, of this movie had potential. Now, is it because it's women led, or is it, no. is it that bad? I, I'm it's not, just bad writing and bad it, acting. Abs- agreed, agreed. And there was as a as a predominantly female led movie, I'll give it props for not having an anti man agenda to it. No, okay. it, 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 they, they weren't trying to make all oh, men are scumbags, pro girls, yeah, woman power. No, none of that. This was just a predominantly female led movie. And I see the potential. They just wait. They just squandered all the potential they had. I, I didn't know anything about Madam Web. I never heard. Yeah, going into this movie, I didn't know shit about it either at all, at all. But actually sitting down and watching where the idea came from, yes. But they didn't play into that at all. If she can see the future, there is a pretty intriguing movie in there when the future ends up being different than what she predicted it to be. And the bad guy even influencing what she thinks the future is. They didn't play into that at all. You're seeing late 90s shit CGI, which is ridiculous now since we're 25 years past that. And this movie uh, had a way bigger budget than uh, Blade 2 had. It's freaking ridiculous. Um, Obviously trying to set up a franchise, and I could care less about any character in this movie. (laughs) I would never see a sequel to this. Damn. To this mess. So this is. Uh, I'm putting Halle Berry's Catwoman above this. Wow. Because at least I did, get to did, see did Halle Berry make, in that cat outfit. Did they make any money? I mean, did people. No, it's it? bombing. No, it bombs. It's bombing so bad. I'm shocked they even let this come on the theater, especially if they're going to start trying to pump this uh, Craven the Hunter movie out oh. later on this year. Well, I still have hope for that one. I, I don't know why. If if you didn't if with the shit this movie produced. And then I, it seems like I even enjoyed uh, Venom 2 more than you did. I don't see why Sony's giving you any credit for any Spider... Is giving you any hope for any Spider-Man spinoffs right now. Um, like, that's why... I, this movie is half a brownie point. That's my score. I'll give this movie... This doesn't even deserve one full brownie point. Half a brownie point for me for this movie. This is absolutely one of the worst movies... <laughs> in the comic book genre or one of the worst movies you will see in the entire 2024. This was an absolute abomination of cinema. And I, I, I want my two hours back. This was atrocious filmmaking all around. Not good. Not good action scenes at all. Not one. It was nothing memorable. No good it. acting. No good action scenes. No good special effects. And you know what the problem is about this movie? The same way I had a problem with uh, Morbius is that the leads are not meant to be leads in Hollywood. They are supporting actors. Jared Leto, as good as he is, he is not a leading man. He is a supporting actor at best. That's where he thrives. Same way I feel about Sam Rockwell. Even though I love him, he's a massive, talented guy, but he is not meant to be a lead in a movie. He is he excels at being a supporting actor. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But the with, same way I see about uh, Dakota Johnson, she is not a good female lead in any movie. She is a supporting actress at best. She is not good enough to be a lead actress. Maybe not now. In the future, maybe if she has the right project. But right now, she is not a good lead actress. Just same way I feel about Jared Leto. Just to make sure that I'm not sounding sexist. There is a talent in being a supporting actor or actress. She needs to excel at that. Leading a movie with her was a big mistake. Massive mistake. I think, yeah, unless you got the pull to actually change the whole character personality around. Uh, if, if you're an A-lister, yeah. But you were doomed from the start. I can only imagine an actor sitting down and reading the script for this movie and saying, uh, you sure we actually want to spend millions of dollars to shoot this? They were just taking her. Uh, yeah. Kate Blanchett would have struggled in this damn movie. Mm-hmm. And I love Kate Blanchett. Big fan. Lord knows I do. I love that woman. But this was a mistake. This was a mistake. Because having a lead actor means like you're, you're, you're bringing in their fan base to help promote the movie and like boost your ticket sales. Does anybody in the world think that Dakota Johnson has a massive fan base? Does anybody think Jared Leto has a massive fan no. base? Yeah. They don't. Uh, now, Jared so Leto. Take, taking a risk on that is like really stupid. Like marketing wise, you can understand why they have like certain actor, actor or actresses leading a movie because, you know, their name actually has like the enlisted trust in a lot of people. I didn't have a lot of trust in Jared Leto leading a movie because he's never led a movie. He's always been a supporting actor. Same way I feel about Dakota Johnson. She doesn't lead movies, and I don't count that Fifty Shades of Grey bullshit. That's the same actress from Fifty Shades of Grey? I was like, yeah, she look different with her clothes on, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> she definitely she does. Is, yeah. She's just... I she, never saw those movies, by the way. I did. Yeah. I, I did, remember too. The uh, man, I got so bored. Oh, Lord, I got so bored with this. I know those were for me. It's not for us. It's but, not for us at all. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe the book is better. Yeah. That movie was fucking trash. But yeah, th- this movie is just, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Sony, y'all, y'all, y'all could have done a lot better than this. A lot better than this. I don't quite understand it. I don't quite understand why you would take this risk on this movie with an unproven property and think that you're going to have a hit on your hands. I saw, I, I see, I can understand why this movie got made. Honestly, it's I can't. Of, I, not now. After they shot halfway through this movie, I would have abandoned ship and said, yeah, we need to close it down and save whatever money we can because this is terrible. They needed a cameo at the very least to try to get it a little bit more excitement as far as like the fans talking about it afterwards. Just hearing like maybe Venom has like a, a cameo in there somewhere or just seeing Tom Hardy or. That would have tarnished the, Vi- the Venom movies are making money. Well, if they couldn't do it any worse than that second Venom movie. I told you I hated that movie. But this they was, got a- This made that look like The Godfather. Yeah, but still, if you're going to be Sony and you're going to create your own universe, whatever, you have to intertangle the storyline somehow. You can, or you can just like even just make your own individual properties. I don't even Venom made his way into Spider Man, but that was just um, a little reason to give us fans something to put a smile on our face. That's what you got to do. I don't think we're ever going to see Tom Hardy, Venom, Tom Holland. And, and a movie together. I don't think we're I still have hope that. for that. It'd be nice. It, it might happen, but I think the odds are against that actually happening. And fingers crossed, Venom Three is good. But if if you're gonna do an end of uh, a complete independent spinoff, you gotta have you gotta make these movies stand on your own, on their own. And there's no nobody's gonna be clamoring for a sequel to this. 
Well, they trying to stand on their own. This is Professor Xavier right now. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing, ain't nothing standing on this shit. This is terrible. I, this I, is terrible. I would I would not recommend this movie. Recommend this movie to anybody. Wow. Even if they've shown it for the free, don't go watch it. it. Agreed. Wait this for it to come out. This is the worst Hollywood has to offer. This is, uh, like I said, not as bad as Wonder Woman 1984, in my opinion. Mm. Not as bad as George Clooney, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Batman, and Robin. Heck. I even say this is uh, better than Batman versus Superman. Even though Batman versus Superman had, had a couple good scenes in it, this didn't have nearly the expectations. So I'll, I'll even say at least they had the mercy of making this under two hours. I had to sit through two and a half hours to see Batman fight a cave troll with Superman. <laughs> and, a, and a five-minute fight with Batman. The reason everybody's in the theater, Batman versus Superman, even though they're showing us trailers, where, hey, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are teaming up. I don't know if you guys remember the marketing for that movie, but the last trailer for Batman versus Superman said, don't worry, these guys are not going to hurt each other. Eventually, Wonder Woman's coming in. They're all going to team up and fight this cave troll from Lord of the Rings. So I will still give this a slight nod. Over Batman versus Superman. Man, you really are trashing that movie. I that movie is awful. Hey, I don't think it's as have bad to, as this. At least I didn't have to see a glass of piss in a Congress hearing. Of all the ideas that you have in Batman versus Superman, we have to watch a glass of piss. When we got moms and parents taking their 8 and 10 year old to a movie on a Saturday to see Batman versus Superman, and they put a glass of piss in a $300 million blockbuster... There was nothing as offensive as that in this. I'll give it that. Well, it was meant to be offensive, so job well done. <laughs> uh, bad movie. Bad movie. So that's why I want to give a shout out to Sony as my stand ovation because they've the Tobey Maguire movies one and two and what they've done with Miles Morales in the Spider-Burst movies, they've given us, in my opinion, the three best Spider-Man movies I've ever seen. Spider-Man 2, number three. Tom, you're probably going to disagree with this. Into the Spider-Verse, number two, across the Spider-Verse, uh, number one. So yeah. we'll see. We'll yeah, see. I, yeah, mine's just flipped. Spider-Man as as, 2, number one? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, those Doc Ock tentacles were nothing, were something special to see. I think those is one of the, one of the first movies where I went to that movie to see it in theaters at least four times. Oh, I saw it three times for sure, at least. That that movie was incredible. Oh, that movie was incredible. incredible. So that damn, what a time to be alive! I'm telling then. you. But yeah, that was all the the new releases I had. So I ain't want to drag Madeline about as long as I I had to. But yeah. what's your grade, Tommy? <laughs> I gave it half a brown. <laughs> well, that's bad. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm gonna give I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna give it a one. <laughs> One one brownie and not even a good brownie for the like, CPR scene. You got like, off you know on that. you ever had like a bad batch of brownies where you, you, use, <laughs> you didn't have enough eggs to make that mix that shit in and you probably try to use some almond milk or something like that to get it in there. It, it, it was like a bad batch, not even a good one brownie. It was like a really bad brownie. Now I was trying to find a lot of good in the movie because I was sitting there watching it. It with wasn't my wife. Mike Epps. 
It was a Mike Epps character. As soon as I saw Mike Epps in this movie, I was like, man, this movie's got to be garbage. <laughs> yeah. That's why I didn't give it to one Brian. It's because they didn't even, they fooled me thinking that wasn't actually Mike Epps. This was a Mike Epps lookalike. Like, it's, it's rare that Mike Epps is in a good movie, so it didn't have like a good chance after that. I was like, ah, oh, damn, Mike Epps. What the hell? Like, you obviously ain't going to live. Nobody wants to see your ass in this damn movie. He dies in uh, some movies. Well, he died in what? Uh, Resident Evil. Yeah, there's no telling. He yeah. made it to a third one. The now, third Resident Evil. Yeah, I know he died in one of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this. I like Mike Epps. Yeah, one brownie for me. Wasn't worth my time. Wasn't worth it's my money. I, I picked. I was like, do I want to see Madam Web? I was like, nah, I'll just go see. Uh, I told Bob you I was going to go over the hill for y'all yeah, for that one. Yeah. Blade yeah. Trinity is better than this. That's bad. Dolph Lundgren. Punisher is better than this. It made Dark Phoenix look like a masterpiece. <laughs> Jesus, see, it is bad. And we're not just dogging this just because it's a female-led movie. I don't want that out there because I was on the side of I liked the Marvels movie. The Captain Marvel, Maria Rambeau, and um, uh, Mrs. Marvel. I thought that movie was actually pretty good. That I movie was, looks amazing compared to what I just saw with this Madam Web. Like, even if it wasn't that, I still thought like that movie was actually pretty good. And I'm a massive Brie Larson fan, but Dakota Johnson, like, this just isn't a good look for you. You couldn't save this movie if you was butt naked and having sex with Spider-Man on screen. <laughs> this wasn't going to work. Sounds way more entertaining. <laughs> yeah, they'd be shooting webs, all right? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about. But, yeah, this, this, this movie just wasn't great. This wasn't great. And I think Sony just needs to take a step back. Superhero movies in general needs to take a step back because the fatigue is coming in, and I think it's because of movies like this where they have, like, such high expectations of, sorry, like the superhero genre usually having like a lot of hits. And this one is just showing like people are just not caring no matter what you can't just throw something on screen and expect us to like, you know, give you our support. You have to earn our support back after all this bullshit you've been giving us. So yeah, go back to the drawing board, try to figure it out, get some better writers, like get the budget, right? If they would have had the Morbius budget that they had for Madam web for this, it maybe it would have been a little bit better as far as like the graphics, because the CGI in this shit was fucking terrible. It was absolutely terrible. Awful. Oh, man, what a bad... Man, it was a bad date night. Y'all racing this. There's no way There's I'm watching really this. There's really no redeeming factors I can There's think no of. There's no way I'm watching this. Maybe if it comes on streaming and I, I take, I'll just take my time and watch it, but... Yeah, no, I'm not going to see this. Yeah, if they no. give you like a free bucket of popcorn, don't fall for it. <laughs> they just try and Oh, desperately. the movie theaters gave me a Aquaman cup. Like a big one for free. I didn't even, you know, how do you give you like a movie theater cup? Was it like the one with the the uh, Manta? Yeah, is that the? Did you get with one the, of those? The, no, I ain't getting none of that shit. And they, I paid full price. For they it. gave me a. They gave me yes last night for um, uh, Bob Marley. I said, hey, let me get a medium drink. He looked and he was like, he grabbed. He's like, one one of these. Like, yeah, he's like, all right. Gave me the cup with the Ain't straw and everything. Bitch. I'm like, hell yeah, I'll take this. Thanks, man. Appreciate was, it. Was Lacey with you? No, maybe he's got like no. the pregnancy thing. No, he was maybe he thought I was looking kind of good last night. I had on some <laughs> Michigan stuff. But no, he was like, Yeah, I got this Aquaman cup, a big tall Aquaman. I'm like, this might be the best thing of that movie too. So thanks, man. Appreciate it. So yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Now, anything new out in these cinema streets that we need to talk about? Man, you you see I sent you guys that Borderlands looks kinda good. I, it does look good. It looks funny. I I'd give it a chance. I know how we are with movies. You know, we get excited and it's like, ah shit. But this looks I never played the game. I remember the game, but I never played the game. But apparently I heard that the game is super fun and this, I never played the game either. This character I, I played it you on played PS3. It? Is it fun? So, it was it was okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's I like two player games that you can play the solo mission together. That's on. dope. That is I like yeah, that. Yeah. And uh making it uh maybe probably one third through the game. Only 
character I recognized off that trailer was the little one-eyed robot. Yeah, that I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. That's who's leading you through the game, that's helping Jack you get to the Black. Obstacles. Yeah, that's Jack Black that's Jack playing Black, the voice yeah, rat. Yeah, oh, um, that, that robot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did recognize that. The, I got, I had mixed reactions. The trailer for Borderlands didn't really blow me away. It felt like that movie was made for someone who's twenty years younger than I am. But the cast are people my age and older. Yeah, so I'm more conflicted. Cause I, I don't. It just it just looked like green screen, um, overboard. It looked green screen. It looked like every single big name actor we saw in there was filmed on a green screen, and it, it the trailer didn't blow me. I hope it's good, but the the game that I played was a little bit gr- more gritty than that. There weren't bright blue and yellow flares in the sky and all these colorful explosions and all that. It was like, uh, it was more like the original or the entire Mad Max franchise. Mm, yeah. That's what it looks like. Kind of uh, like Mad Max yeah. world. Yeah. yeah. It, but yeah, we didn't, there was no teenage girl stand on top of a tank and uh pink flares shooting up. It's got a huge cast. I mean, uh, we'll see if this is worth anything. I it don't feel like weird. a different version of what I saw with uh Jumanji. Yeah. You got so like as soon as I saw Kevin Hart, I was like, "Oh, okay." Oh, and I hope it's surprised because those I, I, I didn't. I had no intention of ever enjoying these new Jumanji movies with The Rock and Jack Black. Much Tim better Hart. than I thought. Yeah, these movies, both of those movies were quite enjoyable, yeah. actually. So yeah, I really Kate, enjoyed that. Kate Blanchett, Jamie Lee Curtis, but Kevin it felt Hart. like the same formula. You got Kevin Hart, you got Jack Black in there, and then there's like some big ass buff guy. Then of course, <laughs> yeah. it, it, I don't know. It, I don't it, know who if, the other dude is. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Kate Blanchett looks really good as a redhead. Always. Oh, she always looks good to me. Big. Oh fan. my god, I drink that girl's bath. <laughs> she looks good. She looks really good. But then again, I'm kind of skeptical. So as soon as I saw Kevin Hart, maybe because I have like a, a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth as far as like the last film that I saw him in. What was that one movie where it was like a uh, lift that yeah. yeah that plane heist movie? It's mm. like eh, okay, like I'm I, I've been gotten past like Kevin Hart fatigue, like I'm kind of tired of him at this point. Yeah, I can understand. And that. And this is one of those troubled productions. This movie was supposed to come out over two years ago, mind you. What the hell happened? They changed cast. Um, well, COVID, I think more than anything. So they were uh, a lot of movies got shelved when. Theaters weren't making the same money they were they were making in the past, so there's that was one of these high budget movies that got put on the shelf until theater going picked up again. But I think they would have put it out earlier if they had more faith in it, honestly. Because yeah, this movie was supposed to come out in 2020. Um, it was all right. I it was it, it felt the, with the cast as old as it is with Jamie Lee Curtis and Kate Blanchett. It feels like this is an older cast being marketed to a much younger audience. Yeah. Who won't even know these names that are in the movie besides Kevin Hart. Yeah, they're all like 40, 40 something plus now. Yeah, yes. everybody's older yeah, than this. Kate Blanchett, Jack, yeah. Jack Black, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin. Mm. I was like, really? Yeah. This movie is not made for our age demographic. This is a movie for elementary and just from what the trailer showed. Yeah, me. video. Apparently, the video game is. Is more than one game, right? There's it's a few yeah, of those. They made right? a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I remember hearing the name. I just never thought about playing it. But. It's all right. Yeah, it's a good first-person shooter, but it didn't elicit a big response from me. It was it was all right. It's because you're skeptical of like uh, video game movies. 
Well, yeah, I am. I am, but that's not the reason. That we probably didn't. just we have a bad taste in our mouth for the Mortal Kombat movie that just came out. That wasn't the greatest. But that trailer looked awesome. The trailer yeah. looked awesome, but yeah, we all know that trailers can fool us. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, why absolutely. we got to just, I, I'm going to tell, tell it back a little bit. I, I looked, it looked exciting, but I don't know none of these characters. So maybe I need to get more into the character. I never, I never played the game. So. Maybe it's best we go in blind. Maybe. I'm maybe. probably going to go in blind because I don't know shit about Borderlands. Right, at I, mean, all. I just know it was a game. That's it. But I'm about that, to say next up is a Fortnite movie. They made the, uh, what's the movie? That's the Last that's of Us. Made. That actually been a, that was a good show, right? Oh, the, I mean, la- uh, the, the Last of Us? Yeah. That was, is it The Last of Us? What's the show? That show with the zombie things? The one with uh, Pedro Pascal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah was that was a, a video, that's a video, that's game. A video game. I've never, yeah, played, yeah. I've never played that game. I never played it, but apparently it's, it's, that show did a good job portraying the game. That's uh, good. Yeah, that's what I said. If yeah. you could find a good way to tell something, I thought I didn't need to see any more zombie shows or movies for this lifetime or next lifetime. Yeah. But they found a, a unique way to tell a different story in a, in a post-apocalyptic zombie world. And that series, that episode one, that season one was great. Yeah, Last of Us was fantastic. So, yeah, fingers crossed, hope Borderland is. But no, if Mortal Kombat can give me that badass trailer that they did a couple years ago, and high. that movie was shit. Oh. The fact that Borderlands is giving me a mediocre trailer, yeah, I got I, my expectations are as low as it can get for a movie, especially after this atrocity of Madden Web. I, mm, yeah. And those trailers look, look mediocre. So, yeah, it can get bad, especially it's been on the shelf for over two years. Good Lord. Uh, but fingers crossed. I'm not, I don't even know if we need a, a Mad Max sequel at this point. That's coming yeah, out here in a yeah. couple of months. Oh, the Furiosa? Yeah. I'm, I'm actually kind of excited no about Charlize that. No Charlize Theron coming yeah, back? Yeah, that's going to suck. But Only I because I like the actress that's uh, taking her place. I don't know if I like her as, as uh, She's Furiosa. She's but I like the mystery that was behind for you. I don't want to learn how she lost her arm. Right. We don't need a. We didn't was, need that story. It, that, yeah. Having that mystery is is good enough, and that's just super high expectations. That was that was a masterpiece that just came out of nowhere. That Fury Road is a, nobody saw what kind of masterpiece that was. There's another one. I saw it last night called Monkey Man. That don't look too bad. A little like action movie. Like that one looked pretty good. Yeah, I saw that trailer. I think it came out like a Super Bowl. Yeah, around Super Bowl time. One of the worst movie titles of all time. Monkey but uh, <laughs> yeah. it looks yeah. like it could be good. Another uh, movie from the Raid Inspirations. That's, that's what it looks good. like. Something like that. Uh, yeah, that movie has. The, those Raid movies have influenced a lot of action movies. Yeah. Uh, I was about to say, was there anything else as far as. Uh, any trailers, anything coming out that y'all looking forward to? Um, I saw Cam Newton beat up some guys or throw them around. And, uh, <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. That's set black folks back this a one, couple decades. Yeah. This one disappointed me. Why the hell? Did, it disappointed the shit man? out of me. Not, it's not should, Cam's fault. I know, but I wasn't he shouldn't disapp- be involved in this. He need to leave this alone because I, I, I've heard them disrespect him before. You know? On camera, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Now, what the hell is it about? All right, man. Let's just do a deep dive. This is in Black History. What's a message? I feel like Keenan Iverwayne is like message. Right. <laughs> now, what the hell is it about us that we always can't act right when it comes to somebody like Cam Newton, this massive NFL star, former MVP? Like, why do they go out of their way to disrespect Cam Newton when he's going out of his way to do something for his community Je- in Atlanta? Jealousy. They they want to be better. Bizarre. They want to be better than Cam. They want to show that. 
they have just as much. These these guys are living through their kids or trying to. They didn't make it to the NFL like Cam did. Cam is a Super Bowl. Went to Super Bowl. He was MVP. He won a Heisman. They'll never do a percent of one percent of what Cam Newton did. You know, what I mean. So now this is their chance to beat Cam Newton's teams on seven oh seven. It's not even tackle football. This is basically two hand touch. Pretty much. And, and th- these things are a big deal. Like my buddy at work, his son was in seven oh seven. They went to Tampa and t- Texas and Indy and all these different events. And this dude didn't go nowhere. You know, what I mean, this is, the, the parents put in a lot of money to take these kids to these events. So they can showcase their talent for colleges and stuff like that. And then you see the person like Cam, you want to be a coach. You want to outplay Cam's team. And, and I think they take it too far. You know what I mean? Just like AAU basketball, that's what this is for this football version of it. And it's just they're taking it too far. And they said he was talking crazy. Of course, he probably is. You know, he's a football player, former football player. And I guess they decided that they were just going to beat him up at this point. But they forgot he was 6'6", 270 pounds. You I'm know about what to say, I mean? Cam so, Newton is not small. Right, right. That's not trying to jump the biggest dude out here with this fucking damn Wicked Witch of the West hat on. He looked you like know? he was me, like manhandling my kids. Right. He was just throwing dudes. Ah! He just throw, He threw the one dude. like He threw him damn near 10 yards. You know what I mean? Like, manhandling five yeah, different dudes. One dude, he was just slinging him around with his jacket. He was just at his mercy. You know what was the most impressive thing about that video? His hat didn't move an inch. It didn't move an man, inch. Man, that hat, man, that's a, I might have to get to his hats, man. Those <laughs> hats are fucking right. impeccable. You got to think this dude's used to running over. I mean, he's probably not in football shape, but you got to think he's he drags defense alignment in the end zone. You know what I mean? Like, these guys are look little as hell compared to Cam. It's embarrassing, though. It's, it was he shouldn't, have to, he shouldn't have to go through that. You know? no. no matter if he's talking like that, shit or not. Yeah, stuff know. like that makes people want to not do shit like right, this in our right. community. Like, why the hell would anybody want to go out – in Atlanta, Chicago, any of these like uh these black cities, like predominantly black areas, like why would they want to go out and do this? Because you gotta get extra security just to make sure nobody does anything stupid. And not only that, you're doing this for what it seems like to be a bunch of ungrateful ass kids. But instead I, of breaking up the fight, what's the first thing black people do? Get their fucking phone. No, yeah. hold on for I hate uh, that shit. I'm I, sorry, I, I hate that shit. And you can't Black people are not the only people pulling out phones. I want to put a touch on this. Everybody. Yeah. And I, wanna, I ain't never I seen that in Peyton Manning's camp. Yeah, nobody's doing that Eli. Brock camp. Purdy, fucking uh, <laughs> Kurt Warner. I will yeah. never see that shit there. You know why? Because they're treating, with, they're treating they're them respect. with respect. I know I would be in awe. Justin Jefferson has camps. The Tyree Kill, even though uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, right? yes. There are a lot of NFL stars who have camps. It's unfortunate that it had to be a black athlete. And a lot of black amateur athletes <clears throat> fighting each other. Believe me, I get it. I, it was sickening to see. So this is a double-edged sword here. One, Cam Newton's the type that's not going. He's in the Kevin Durant category. As far as he, what? You mean? If somebody disrespects him verbally, he's going to approach that person. So Jeff, Justin Jefferson, even though he's got golds in his teeth, and he looks like you think he's from the same um you think he's from the same cloth as um what's our boy from the Memphis Grizzlies uh, John Morant. Morant. Yeah. You think he'd be doing stuff like that? No, Jefferson Jefferson doesn't get in any trouble. He runs very successful camps. The gritty's one of the most popular dance. He popularized that. And he, he gives back to the community. He's a great NFL superstar. But Justin Jefferson, if he lets some little sixteen year old punk say, You will you a punk, I can catch bread in you. He's just going to keep it walking 
and security is going to escort that kid off camera, cell phone camera. It's not going to happen. Cam Newton and Kevin Durant, people like that, they're going to say, what you say? Uh, you must not know who I am, man. You're lucky you're I because mean, I'll whoop your ass for saying like some people can't let that slide. You don't want to go to a Ron R. Test basketball camp. You don't you know what's going to happen if you say something crazy. Kids will say, look at Michael Jordan. Remember that little punk white kid in Michael Jordan camp said, what are those? Remember that drew headlines? Yeah. Punk kids, black or white. Asian, Hispanic. But you don't see them doing this, though. Yeah, they don't actually physically assault him. But I've never seen a black kid uh, shoot up a church and say, I'm starting to start a race war. Okay. So I'm not I'm not gonna yeah, make all, this seem yeah. like oh black youth this, is so bad. I've never not, seen a it's black. It's not even kid. the youth. It's the co- it's the adults doing this. The it's parents. Not, yeah, yeah, these are adults that he's fighting with. He's not fighting with twelve year olds. He's fighting with grown men out there. You know. So um, yeah, I think this this is a bad look. You know, a very bad. It, it is a bad look. But now I'm not gonna say it's just black. But it seems like that's where it's happening the most. You know what I mean? And who I mean, dominates it, athletics? It's us. But. I just feel like it's a, it's just a bad look over the route. percentage, whether it's uh, in youth, professional, or college, <laughs> is predominantly black who are excelling. That's just the facts in the United right. States. Not, uh, I'm not any any race can surpass anybody if the person's good enough. But I, I just think the picture is a little bit tainted when we say, "Why are black people behaving like this?" But in the athletic world. Look how black people behave in politics, for God's sake. Or, or just go to your local Walmart. Look at the cashiers. Now, uh, go to any business. Black people don't misbehave. It's just predominantly black in sports. So there's gonna you're gonna there's a higher percentage of seeing black people fuck up. And I get you. I'm with you guys on the same page. It's a bad look. Absolutely, absolutely. But I can't think of any other youth football camp where an incident like this has happened where kids And this are is from. like this is pretty much the second time it's happened at his camp. Yeah, they've disgraced they've been getting a like camp. Like the dude that yeah. was trash But he's not the camp. most likable guy either. He's I never I never liked him. But then Cam again, Newton. Cam Newton is notorious for Cam. talking trash. Exactly. Yeah. But, so don't put but, him in the same category. But then again, if you can't handle words and you definitely yeah. not going to make it to the NFL. Well, F, F, he did. Yeah, you I mean, he like, made to the I'm talking about the kids that go to his camp. Right. You can't handle Cam Newton trash talking to you, but you might as well just give up on life. I'm gonna well, be honest. Some of that is just comes with the territory. I mean, he's a, he's a competitor still. He's he's got a Absolutely. team. He's a competitor. That's and I'm pretty some sure he's not, not going to stand for that. Some people can brush yeah. it off. Yeah, I'm not. Cam Newton can't. Yeah, he he that he's in the same category as Ron Artest and Kevin Durant, where he's going to confront you, fan, little kid or not. I mean, I've, if I I still understand why Kevin Durant. Keeps throwing shots back on Twitter. If you need entertainment on a boring Saturday night, Kevin Durant's Twitter is hilarious. All right. To be fair, there was a video that surfaced like uh, of Kevin Durant about a week ago where he got into it with the fan. Called him uh, a bitch. He was coming off from warm-ups. And, they were, they were, out, and they were trying to kick him out the arena, but Kevin Durant said that I don't want him kicked out. I want him to stay because, yeah. no, it, it's not – 
he doesn't want that kind of behavior there. But then again, he doesn't want them to be kicked out just because they had a bad moment. Right. He's he's maturing a little bit more to understand like better. Like emotions can be flared yeah. up, and sometimes it's the same thing. It with, comes with the territory to trash talk. It's the same thing when people always try Russell Westbrook. Maybe talking shit to him. Exactly. Maybe even he's, with, Russell Westbrook's in the same category. He can't. He can't let. He can't. No, he's not. Take it. Yeah. Exactly. He yeah. Cam Newton's out. in yeah. that category. Yeah. 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 yeah he's but Cam say Newton. But, back. but Cam Newton to come from where he's come from, like like. Black people, naturally, when it comes to athletics, we have a lot more persona and swag about mm-hmm. us when we go into it. We understand that we like to shit talk. It kind of amps us up a little bit more. So I understand that that personality, it doesn't go away from him at all. I understand that. But there's that. A difference between being on the field because I didn't hear any shit talking to athletes at the Rod Woodson football camp here in Fort Wayne. I mean, because we we're a different generation too. We are those kids are these kids are different. They are very different. very different. We would be in awe of Rod Woodson, Shannon Sharp, anybody that Rod Woodson brought. We would be in awe of those guys because we we looked at them. First of all, it's a respect thing. Yeah. Anybody when I was younger, I didn't talk to any adult crazy. Not exactly. just my parent. You know exactly. what I mean? Very no, true. You know no, he, I mean? he, he preaching right now. Right, right. I damn I would get not I I looked at everybody that was adult, like, man, even when we was freshmen, looked at the scenes, like, man, they grown. You know what I mean? Like anybody that was a couple years older than me, I treated with respect. Now oh, yeah. if we got into it and then, you know, if you drop down to my level, and I, I just never was disrespectful. It's a disrespect thing. And even if if Cam is talking shit, he has the right. He's been there, done that. I'm and it's sure his he, fucking it's camp. His camp. But I, I'm sure they all talk shit. You know what I mean? Everybody's talking shit. And it's, that's security part of Security should escort them right out that's there. That's up to Cam, though. It is. Cam has and, to and be. He, yeah, he, yeah. He, he's, full, he's a little bit yeah, accountable yeah, for this. Yeah, yes. yeah. He, oh, yeah. He doesn't have the you best reputation. You can't be reputation. talking shit to Michael yeah, Jordan and Michael yeah. Jordan basketball. Team. I mean, right. you can trash talk a little bit because Jordan is notorious for trash talking. But then again, there is a line of On respect the, there. Absolutely. Yeah. That you can't cross the line. The problem that I have with this generation, I really sound like I'm on my Porsche's preacher right now. <laughs> but there's always a, a, a giant sense of entitlement yeah. that comes with this generation of kids to think that they're fucking owed something that they haven't earned yet. Yeah, and, right. and their parents are living vicariously through them. They didn't make it to the NFL the or worst NBA. Parents. And now this is their chance to show that their son can come up to be better than you. Uh, Cam Newton, you're not even nobody right now. You're right. not even and not only even the, the worst team. parents will let yeah, that slide. Yeah, yeah, you know. So my son is is going to go to Alabama and break all your records that you had at Auburn and do whatever you know, win a national championship. My son's going to be better quarterback in the league than you, Cam Newton. But that's to be seen. So you're, you're you're talking about something that might happen. There's a small chance. Cam lived this life already. You know what I mean? So he has Heisman a Trophy leg winner. to stay on. He is he he does I, rookie I can of the year in the NFL. I could tell because I watched MVP. his podcast. His podcast. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, could, he's achieved a lot yeah, more yeah. than most he, he athletes does, ever have. He does talk a little crap. But, I mean, you, that don't mean you should be able to try to jump this dude. He's still paying the community back in a way. You know, maybe it's just to get his face out there or something. I don't know. But you you can't just make this dude not want to do this camp no more. Because now other NFL coaches and players and stuff or NBA, they're going to see this. Like, you know what? This is not worth my time. They got they up here fighting. The next thing's going to happen, somebody's going to be shooting. You know what I mean? Like, my, yeah. my buddy, his like I said, his son, he said they went to the one in Indy, and the Indy kids were trying to fight Michigan kids. They had to call the police. This is 707. This is just, this is not, nothing huge. This is supposed to be something it, for yeah. you to highlight your tales right, because right. There's, cali- there's college scouts at these damn yeah, things. So, so it's a massive yeah. way to like promote your town. Sure. We didn't have it as deep as they have it now. We didn't have it growing up. Now AAU and 707 is his own circuit. You know what I mean? Like they these kids 
do better in these camps than they do in their high school teams. You know what I mean? Like they go to these camps and show out, you know what I mean? And so it's very competitive. And so these coaches get mad. Cam Newton probably running his mouth. You know what I mean? These coaches are like, fuck that. We'll take on Cam, you know, and they pay for it greatly. But it's embar- <sighs> it's still embarrassing. And I, I'm not trying to say it's just a black thing, but it seems like that's what is always being shown. You never see, like you say, you won't see Tom Brady or not even just maybe another black player, but it just happened to be Cam, you know, or a former player. I think it's, it's, it is a reason uh, that this happened because Cam is not a actual player right now. And they're just, you know, they're talking a little crap to him. You know, Brock Purdy got in him and Brock Purdy got into it. People were probably looking at it like, well, you don't play no more. Like, what, what can you tell me? But it's just a disrespect thing to me. I, even if he's talking shit, there's no reason y'all need to put your hands on this dude. This is how big this dude is. Yeah, you know? and, yeah. So. and the better people usually get um, cherished more in history. Because whatever those kids said to Cam Newton, um, I, I doubt it was as bad as what Jackie Robinson had when he tried to integrate baseball. Probably. And, and the they were shooting at him just trying to – practice and yeah he couldn't even practice at night on his own time he, they were they, people were shooting at him so there have been worse things in society and it, it, it like i said this is sickening as it is especially when you see kids trying to fight adults especially somebody's trying to give back to the community when he doesn't have to with all the money cam newton made in the NFL, no he does not he, need to do this bullshit at right. all but i mean why so, would you want to talk shit to somebody like these that? are all but adults it, it happens these, these are grown men fighting to me, they're kids. I mean, te- they're, I mean, well, they're, they're, eight, they're, they're 18, 19 year olds, I think I saw. Well, so I mean, they're still, technically young they're adults. They're still kids, but they're still kids to me. Younger than Cam, you know what I mean? So, but Cam is putting himself in a position where he I, he probably needs to take it back a little bit. He he probably does anger these guys, you know what I mean? So he's probably winning. His team is probably good. And, you know, I'm pretty sure he's talking shit across the field, field and they're right there with each Cam other. Cam is one of the cockiest yeah, bastards so, of all time. Yeah. And he's earned it. Yeah, he is. He's a, he's a earned it. They're all MVP. And that's the, another problem that I have, because even if you think that you're better than Cam Newton, even if you think you're better than Rod Wilson, Brock Purdy, if any of these guys that you go to their camp, the whole purpose of going to that camp is soaking up as much information that you possibly can to be at a level of a Brock Purdy, Cam Newton, mm-hmm. Peyton Manning, whoever's camp you're going to. If you think you're better than them, the whole point of it is that you're going to learn how they got to where they are, so mm-hmm. you can try to be there. And I think a lot of people take that for granted because uh, in today's age, because we have so much access to uh, video media than we've ever had. So it seems like it's uh, pretty – people are considered TikToks. They call TikTok and Twitter celebrities influencers. They're not yeah. literally influencing anything, but they've given them the title. So the even the celebrity mantle has been lowered when everybody kind of feels they can be their own celebrity nowadays. Um, and I, I do think that has a part of it. I, it's a shame. And it felt that. a little clout chasey a little bit. A lot of it's social media's fault. Cause now everybody Big has time. a platform. Yeah, yeah, that's, when that's, we was kids and we went to Rod Woodson or anybody that came here, we didn't have the platform these kids have. They can go on social media and, and make videos of themselves, kicking field goals and catching crazy passes a lot of this social media, if you ask me, is taken over, and now everybody can put themselves on the level of Cam Newton. They think they can, you know. What I mean, I think it's social media is is ruining these generations. So, yeah, if it was up to me, I would have no phones at a, an event like this. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, it's crazy. Extra security, man. It's gonna be like high school high when yeah. they come to my shit. It's gonna be like a fucking uh, metal detector as soon as you walk in. Right. Like be checking bags and everything because a lot of that shit is just not worth it at the if end I'm of the day. A, if I'm a pro athlete, I'm not fighting with you. You know, I don't have nothing to prove. Cam, like, yeah, like, even like if he's retired, he gets respect for holding back. Yeah, he didn't swing yeah, at him. I, I, didn't, I just, didn't see him throw one punch. Yeah. He just tossed him around. Get the hell Trust off Trust me, him. it's going if he would have swung at him. security failed more than anything. Yeah, yeah. The cops got they there, but it was too late. They should have been the hell out those kids. Oh, heck yeah. They've been getting their ass whipped. But even if he did swing back, would anybody be mad? No, I no, mean, not you have to right at this point, if three like guys are charging you, then somebody took a... Couple swings at his face, right? Try to sucker punch him. And it's bad. Yeah. This is bad enough. It's just it's not one on one. They try to jump this dude. Right. This dude big as That's hell. As dirty too. as it gets. And you just see him towering over everybody. You can definitely point Cam out. You could point him out because he's just he's got one dude by the jacket. And he's just dragging this dude around, wiping the floor with this dude. But he's not beating him up. He's just kind of beating him off or keeping him off of him. But if he would have swung at him, guaranteed they'll sue him. You know, I mean, oh, Cam started it, and he punched me in my mouth, and I lost all my teeth. He don't want that. I'm pretty sure he might even get sued for this this little tussle he's in. They're going to say he started it and all that stuff. So I can't see it going anywhere. They try to sue Cam. Yeah, they because, obviously on film, but yeah. But it, like I said, it, it's just a bad look. It makes me feel so disappointed in my people seeing something like this on video because it's always on fucking video. It I like to think that everything's on video. I, I just hope that there are white people out there disappointed in Cairns as much as I'm disappointed in my people doing ignorant shit like this. Please. This disappoints the fucking shit out of me when I see this. It was so fucking sad to see, just to see this positive black role model, this former NFL star, giving back to a community in Atlanta. We're going to be honest, Atlanta ain't got that much shit out there. I don't see y'all, you know, like really clamoring to see like a lot of celebrities out there. You don't see like fucking Matt Ryan out there in Atlanta doing his fucking football camps or anything like that. You don't see anybody like, uh, was it Warwick Dunn? Like another Atlanta one. Y'all, you don't see a lot of people out there giving back to Atlanta like that. It's a Michael predominantly Vick black on the city. verge of that. He messed his own self yeah, up. Though. Yeah. <laughs> like Cam has represented us for the most part. Very well. Ain't, ain't gotten to a lot of trouble. Anything, anything like that. And, I just feel like they they disrespected Cam in the worst way possible. If he stopped doing these uh, seven on sevens, nobody can blame, blame him. him. Yeah, he don't. It's nothing positive for him. Yeah, even if know? he got free security for like the next three years, people are gonna be like, no, Cam shouldn't do this, man, because this is, that's why they say this is why black folks can never have nothing. Man, we will fuck some shit up. Mm-hmm. This is some nigga shit right here. This pissed me off seeing this video. Yeah, I was like, too. man, this is a sh- this is a shameful because act it's right not now. the first time I see them disrespect Cam. They, they got in his face. The kids, and like you said, these are younger adults. Yeah, but I kids, think that that that's like I said, social media is an influence. Yeah, these kids saw other people talking shit. They wanted to be viral right. as well. And what what is it about Cam Newton that pisses off the? The kids like this, maybe because Cam. I don't, can't I don't like. His- I know. I don't, honestly, I respect his game. I've never liked Cam. I liked him in college just because. Thank God, somebody can actually beat Alabama. But once he got to the NFL, he was he was so full of himself, and he even came out and said he was like, "Look, man, I want the fame. I want the admiration. I'm not gonna lie to you. It wasn't all just about him winning. He wanted to be the most popular." I've he's on the Kobe Bryant. God rest his his beautiful soul. Hold on now. I don't like how they're in the soul. same breath right <laughs> now. Hold on. Talent wise, not close. I'm watch your fucking but mouth, man. Calm he, down. Kobe Bryant and Cam Newton woke up every day, looked in the mirror. Just in my opinion, I'm probably, I'm probably wrong. They loved being 
who they are. It's nothing, not, not there's anything wrong with that. I self-deprecate way too much. So we're just different personalities. They are so happy of who they were. And they, they just, they, they can, they rub it in your face. Cam Newton, I saw him talk to a female reporter one time after a game. She, she asked a pretty legit question. Oh, like, what are you so, talking about the routes? Yeah. She was like, yeah, how I, come I, you guys weren't using the short routes? And Cam I, I Newton, remember that. He was like, you know, it, it's funny to me that you would say that. Well, he, he he did apologize for it. He understood he that he didn't read he the had rule. to to keep his image up. But that was the real Cam Newton. Cam Newton doesn't think a female should be able to ask any sports questions, reporter or not, because well, you're not on of, the field with yeah, me. Yeah, well, there's a lot of athletes out Newton, there that don't think reporters should ask any sports question ever if they haven't played the sport. Yeah, so, some yeah. people, not all of them. That's I, and like I said, that's you can tell. You, I think you can read between the lines which ones feel like that and some. Which ones don't? Because I can argue that Cam Newton probably feels about females a little, the same way a lot of athletes feel about Skip Bayless. And yeah, like why the fuck are you talking at all? I, I hear that. Or I, what's up, I, I, hear that. I don't think that is right, but I understand the mindset of them being so sensitive to critique that they constantly make it personal about who's critiquing them. Like you shouldn't but be she, mad that she, Stephen A. Smith has an opinion about your game. You playing like shit, and Stephen A. says it. Now that comes with, that comes with the territory. Exactly. But the female. Uh, that incident, the reason that rubbed me the wrong way is because she she wasn't. And it wasn't a dumb question. It wasn't a dumb question, and she wasn't negatively critiquing his game. She didn't say he had a bad game. I compared she was to, a team question. I compared him to Russell Westbrook. They remind me of each other. The way they act off camera, got the snarliness, you know, don't want to answer They're all the very questions. confrontational. Yeah, yeah, very confrontational. But, you know, at the end of the day, Keep your hands off the dude. At the end of the day, that's yeah. All. You know, we can't. You can't be up there fighting this big ass dude. Like if yeah. words get you that yeah. riled up, then what's the difference between you and Will Smith? Right. Yeah. You saw what happened to his ass because he couldn't handle words being said. <laughs> if no. y'all really can't handle people shit talking you, then how the hell did you make it this far when a coach yells at you? Right. Like yeah. when your parents yell at you, well, like these, why can't you contain yourself? These kids don't. They quit nowadays. The coach yell at them. I'm done. All right. Fuck it. I'm not. I'm not playing this quarter, or I'm not playing this possession. I'm done. I quit. They can't handle it like we could handle it back in the, you know in our time. Not like that's thirty years ago. But these kids are different, man. I'm telling you, these kids are much different. The way they are with with adults, period. Not just their parents. They their their coaches and, and other people's mom and dad, and they're just just that way. You know, kids are just disrespectful a lot. You think it's because the gap is a lot closer than what it was like back in the day? Like yeah. back in the day, like somebody. Even if you have like an older cousin or an OG that will probably you know try to give you some game, try to guide mm-hmm. you through life, man, there's a, like a there's a pretty decent gap of the age. Maybe it's because they're so close in age now that I they don't even see you as an adult. They see you as more of like a peer. A comp- yeah, yeah, like a contemporary. Like you, you're the same as him. Like I'm I telling feel- my kids all the time, I ain't your fucking friend. That's how Lacey's son treats me. So I'm like, I'm just a friend that comes over hanging with his mom. You like, know I what I mean? your, like, like I'll whoop your ass. That's why I was like, he'd be talking to me like, hey, hey, I'm grown. Like stay out of our conversation. We'd be talking, who, what? Nick, you sit your ass down. You don't be in grown post conversation. But see, once you let it slide, then you can't fix it when you want to fix it. It's embarrassing when it gets out, but you let him do it at home, so you're going to expect him to do it out in the streets. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So, Do you guys know who the actor James Coburn is? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm unfamiliar. You've seen the Mel Gibson movie Payback? I haven't, uh, seen, it. I haven't seen it for a while. It's been a while, yeah. Um, the the, the uh, Mel Gibson movie Maverick? Remember yeah. the guy who owned the boat with the white beard? He ran the boat, James Coburn. Okay, I kind of was he in Cherokee Kid? 
Was he in Jerky? Was he? You talking about the older gentleman? I know he was in Maverick. And he, I remember uh, Maverick's dad was escaping in a little small boy at the end, and he was about to shoot him with the gun. But, yeah, that you know, is the guy from Cherokee Kid. Was, was James Coburn? He played who? the old man. He was the uh, Bloomington guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is Was him. he in Cherokee Kid, too? I got to rewatch that more. I forgot he was like, we all, we all have a We all have a high regard for uh, uh, Cherokee, Cherokee Kid. Kid. Okay, I forgot James Coburn was in that. Okay. He is. Westerns? He is. He was the it, bad guy in Cherokee Kid. Okay. Was, yeah. yeah, he loves Western movies. Yeah. Um, he trained with Bruce Lee. Um, back in the day, he was not a, ever considered a martial arts star, but he was one of many Hollywood stars that uh, worked out with Bruce Lee in their spare time. And he tells a story that some guy jumped over Bruce Lee's home fence one day and tried to challenge him to a fight. And he said he's never seen somebody get kicked in the face so hard in his life. They didn't have cell phones during that time. Some little Chinese guy jumped over Bruce Lee's fence and just kicked the guy in the face. And uh, Bruce Lee threw him off the property. He called the cops. He said it was it was it was awful. Stuff like this happens a lot. I, the what happened to George Floyd? That's not the first time a police officer did that to a black man, or probably the first time a, a white officer ever did or a black officer did that to a white guy. But everybody has cell phones, so anytime something gets captured on video, it's going to seem like it's amplified and happening more than usual. I guarantee, I guarantee you can go back and beginning of when people wearing leather helmets in football, kids have talked shit to professional athletes and shit's got out of hand. It's just now everybody has a video camera at their disposal. So these incidents are documented. I mean, I don't know, man. I think it's true. Some of that's true. But I think these kids are just worse off right now. The way society is. Kids didn't, they wouldn't have done that shit back then because parents would beat the shit out of their kids. They can't whoop these kids. You know what I mean? Like us, we were probably the last of the, of the whoopings. You know what I mean? Maybe kids still get some good whoopings, but these kids know what you can and can't do. You know what I mean? Like they know what they, hey, I'm telling CBS. you, our high school, they, they, they I know, know they what, got the numbers, yeah, they got yeah, they do have cell phones. Yeah, now. They, that's a good point. They know, they know what they can and get away with. And and that lot of and some of it is and I, I'm not saying that two parents are better than one. Some of it is single parent stuff. You know what I mean? Like they don't have a dad, so they didn't grow up with that, and so they don't think men are anything. You know what I mean? Especially boys. All right. To mean? be fair, some right. of them have a dad, and that dad is just not raised oh, right. Yeah, and they wasn't around. Even and when it's they, a new yeah. cycle of like yeah. like unproperly raised men. Right, and it just trickles down to the next generation into the next generation. Because if their dad was there, there's yeah. no way in hell that kid would ever done what he did. Yeah. If I saw my son do that, I would whoop his ass on camera my right. damn self. These you talk about kids would get their ass whooped by the neighbors back then and then go home and get another ass whooping uh-huh. once the neighbor told on. You know what I mean? Like I'm this, having a flashback right now. This generation is terrible. I, I know the cameras and cell phones make it easier to, more accessible to capture all this stuff. But these kids are disrespectful as shit. And they they they, they think they have the the um the right to say what they want to say. Oh, I got the right to say this. I'm gonna do this. I'm better than Cam. Cam sucks now. You know, blah blah blah. And that just Cam's probably yeah. the right. Like you said, Ryan, he's he can't just take it. Exactly. You yeah. saw KD approach that, yeah. that yeah. couple. Yeah, this dude's so. coming to warm up. Some forty year old white lady. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> because she she knows she can get just like those kids probably thought they'd get away with. Yeah. It. they think they can get away with saying something. You, you can't. These you're now. I don't condone. Beating kids, but define beat. Not beating to the internet. Punishment is okay. Punishment punishment is okay. Now, uh, in all honesty and truth, I got punched 
by my dad. I didn't actually get whoopings every time I was punished. It would be grabbing, throwing, and punching. Mine so I, too. <laughs> I didn't really have no yeah. belt and all that crap. And I'm a victim blamer. What you do? Yeah. <laughs> what you did to get your daddy so riled yeah, up? My dad never did nothing on just out of the like know, if you, blue sky. I don't, yeah. There was there was way worse out. Honestly, I didn't think I deserved half of those. I just think my dad was crazy. Honestly, some of them, yes, I messed up, but it got a little out of hand sometimes. Okay, I'm glad you're being honest. I, That's I'm good. being honest, and I'm sure he has his own perspective, but. Don't downplay of the this the age that we live in. Yes, kids are dis disrespectful, but teenage teenagers have always been little at little freaking disrespectful assholes since the beginning of time. There's a you there's can't a part t- of rebellion in there. I, understand I, I, that. I guarantee all of us at one point when we were seventeen or eighteen, we thought we were grown as hell. And there's very yeah we I th- I think yeah me knowing you guys we were definitely more respectful to our elders than some of these knuckleheads we see on video, but don't put that don't put these assholes fighting Cam Newton as a um, as the example of that generation. Yeah, don't make I've, them don't make them out to be a martyr all of a sudden. Yeah, I've seen I've seen great examples of the current teenage group young adults. I do think the future is bright. Believe it or not, it just—I don't think so. Their, don't their think. prospects. <laughs> I know I'm, I lost hope a little bit. Yeah, on this I don't one. Think their so. prospects yeah. are a lot different than ours. Our yeah. prospects aren't aren't uh, all silver and gold either. First it's of hard. all, they're soft as fuck. For one, they're yes. soft as hell, and so that challenges their their them to be more disrespectful because they can't fight. You know what I mean? So they soft. Everything hurts everybody's feelings. And that's how I just how I look at it. being around mm-hmm. teenagers and seeing them nowadays and hearing conversations. It's like what? Yeah, like, you got a preteen. Yeah, no, I, I don't say this dude's scared of the dark, but talk shit to me. You know what I mean? Like, sit your ass down. You know what I mean? Like, you scared of the dark though. He don't you like horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. To keep the light on out there. No, you were saying something about being a punk earlier, challenging me. That sounds like good parenting. Yeah, That's yeah. What I'm so about. no, 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 no. You scared of the dark? Can't open a Gatorade bottle, but tell me what how life is. Yeah. Can't cook your own Hell meals. Yeah. And shit. Mom, you get the spaghetti. I get. But know everything. You know what I mean? Like, and, so and, but, see, but, me. but you know, me teenagers at, know everything. I will say I'm on the outside looking in and I'm not, I don't know if I'm in a position to do anything because it's just not, you know, it's not my kid technically. I hear you. But I'm on the outside looking in and the stuff he does, I would have never thought of, but it's just a different time. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. So my parents went through a divorce. Yeah. So. I would never disrespect either one of the adults my other parents are with. And they never disrespected me either. None of that, none of those other people tried to play a parent in my life. But m- once again, I wasn't saying disrespectful things. I was told something by an adult. I did it. Oh yeah, there was no well, well, well. Let me do no. It was I was terrified of my dad, and not in a, like he was going to hurt me. But once he said something, I'm like, yeah, I better. Oh yeah, yeah, I grew up. Yeah. I'm sorry, Tommy. But like, wait till your daddy come home. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. yeah, oh, heck yeah. My mom knew that was like the ultimate weapon. That was my arch nemesis. You know what I mean? Like anything he said, like ah oh, shit, I better keep my ass. I had better stop whatever it is I'm doing that's going to get me an ass whooping. You know. So. And I always felt this type of responsibility, not just with like my friends' kids or my niece and nephew, just like kids in general. Like if you see a kid messing up or you see them going down the wrong path or something like that. I do feel like it's my moral responsibility somewhat to try to give them a better path to go down. 
If you see somebody going down a path that you know that you went down and you know that path is dark and is lonely, you have to do something to divert that a little bit. Like niece and nephew, even with Matt's son, which I don't know if Matt's, Matt's list right now. I told you Valentino can be a little bit of an asshole. And I told him one time when we was out bowling because he kept hitting on me. I was like, all right, I don't know what the hell your daddy do. <laughs> but if you hit me one more time, <laughs> me and you are about to knuckle up, bitch. Right, right. You got one more swing. And then he, then he grabbed my hair. I was like, uh-uh. You touch, you touch me again. I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to lay you out, boy, in front of your daddy. He gonna carry your ass all the way home. You better keep your hands up off me. I don't know who you be hitting on, man, but I ain't, I ain't your mama. I ain't your daddy. I'll slap the shit out of you. Now back up. So he understood the assignment. He he toned down a little bit. But I was like, that's kind of like, huh? Like I don't want to raise his son, but I have to let him know my boundaries. Kids right. don't know boundaries anymore. No, they, I think it's, the, I think it's the part the part of accessibility a little bit mm-hmm. that maybe they see cam on the internet so much. They see him in interviews and they have so much access to him mm-hmm. via internet or whatever. And they feel like they know him. So therefore they kind of distorted that line of like what they see as like a peer or a friend as opposed to seeing them, how they're supposed to see him as like an adult, right? Respect your elders. It should still be a thing. I don't know where the hell that went out of style, but I was for me growing up, it was always like, yes, sir, mm-hmm. no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. There was always a line of respect. Even if it was like five years, I will still give you that respect because you have earned that. You've earned your age. You earned your wisdom. And I shouldn't disrespect that because at some point I'm going to be older and I got to talk to these young kids. and I got to look at them a certain way. It's like you got to look at me with a certain line of respect as well. Don't Absolutely. disrespect me. I don't know what the hell goes on in your household, but yeah. when me and you face to face, this is a different game right now. Right. And me having a, I have a kid now or we'll be here next week. I'm, she's not going to be that way. You know what I mean? Now I, she get, Lacey got her own things, but it's not, she's not going to have it on my watch. You know what I mean? Because that's not how I was raised. You know what I mean? You just don't disrespect adults at all. No. You don't never. talk back. You don't tell them what you do. Like it was one day and I don't want to talk about what happened, but his granddad asked him to do something. This dude was like, no, not doing it. <laughs> Ooh, he just shit. said no to dad was just like, okay. I was like, no, 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 no. What'd you say? And I said it in front of everybody. Like, what'd you say? He said, no, I'm not doing it. I said, go. He asked you something. Go do it. He asked him for some medicine in the car. He, it's not in there, Sean. I don't know. Why would I go? I said, he said so. And he got up and said something to me, but he went and did it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't tell him no. Like, this dude do everything for you. You know what I mean? Like, that's the that's what ticks me off. You know what I mean? So, I hope she don't hear it because she'll get on me about it, but it's not her fault that her, you know, situations are what they are, but he's not alone. He just doesn't know any better. You know what I mean? So that's going to be my task for the next couple of years. If I'm around that long uh, is to try to get him to shape up. Cause once he gets to 18 and 19, he's going to be even worse. You know yeah, what I mean? That, so, yeah. That habit doesn't get any better. Right. Right. Worse. So yeah, if I ever saw that, I'll definitely be like, man, like what the hell did he just say? Right. Someone no, cause I'm on my kids all the time. And I was like, if I said it once, that's all I should ever say. If I say yeah. it twice, it's a courtesy. Yeah, yeah. I hate repeating myself. As I a tell parent, my kids that's like definitely this. a courtesy. I believe. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, and, and parents are like, man, I'm preaching to the choir right now. If you got right. a kid, you probably understand exactly what I'm saying. Repeating yourself is probably the worst thing a parent could ever do. I hate saying anything twice. I understand why my mom. I, I like to think I earned some of my ass whoopings growing up. Oh, I know I did. Like if my mom ever say like let, like set that chicken out on the table, let it thaw out, and I didn't do it, and it was like. Oh, damn, we ain't going to have dinner tonight because I fucked up. And my mom right. left. She laid into me like, didn't I tell you to take that? Yes, ma'am, you did. Yes. You. Like, why didn't you do it? I was playing NBA. Yeah. Jam. <laughs> it was like some yeah. bullshit. I was like, I could have absolutely done it. I, I understand it. But I was like, 
you know what? That's just me, yeah. like not learning my lessons, and I absolutely understand now. Like, cause I'm now that I got my kids, I'm like coming man, back my, around. Yeah, man, my mom was absolutely. Well, I, underst- right. I understand <laughs> every single time yeah. she yelled at me, cursed yeah. at me. I was like, "Yep, I earned that stuff." So yeah, I, I straightened up. I started flying right, but yeah. these kids right now, I, I just like I said, I saw that video. I just lost hope. I lost hope in the youth that's going on right now. Not just black kids, white kids, like. Asian, anything. I, I was like, this is not a good look. What the hell is going on right now? If there is any youth listening right now, I just want to say one thing. I think this uh, whole Cam Newton viral video of him fighting at camp um, kind of underlines an underlying theme that not only persists within American culture, but in certain parts of black culture to go along with it normal good human beings who just happen to be labeled as in the black race their standards are not lower than anybody else's there are a lot of black people that feel that they can get away with stuff at a black event i'm doing quotations here quote-unquote black event that they would never try to do at a white event and it goes both ways most responsible adults that we associate with of any race, we tend to associate with people who have different moral standards than us. And those people can be of any race. But what sickens me the most, and this goes along with my beloved black folks as well, they are sometimes guilty along with every other race of thinking that black people have lower standards than other races, whether it be a youth football event, a family holiday at home, or what's respectful and appropriate to say in a work environment. Um, that is something that needs to change. And for the any youth listening out there, I just want to say that black people have respect and the same standards in class as any other race on there. It, I I just hate that double standard that oh this 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 is a black thing and it's okay to get away with. I, I guarantee I guarantee there's all kind of shit at Johnny Menzel football camp. He got a football camp. That's got to be serious shit in the Texas. world. Yeah, cocaine in the bleachers. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. But no, our they standard, got that in the every, every race has has. Um, Every race has their own issues. It, I just don't. It, it was a shame. It was black kids beating up one of the more successful black athletes. It is, but it it, it would have been a shame if if um, it was white kids beating up Peyton Manning. I'd have been just as upset. No, nah, there would have been way too much security at Peyton Manning. <laughs> they wouldn't even get close to his forehead. No. That, that's no. a problem. I just don't think they would talk to Peyton Manning like that. I just that's just my opinion. Well, then again, Peyton yeah. doesn't have the persona. He doesn't have the, but he yeah. still garners the same amount of respect that Cam Newton should have, especially yeah. if you're going to his camp. Like he ain't got to be there. Yeah. Matter of fact, he ain't got to show his face. He can throw seven on seven, not ever show up. Yeah, he don't need to be out there. And I'm like, sure Cam was talking shit. So Cam yeah. got Cam got hats to make. Got to Remember, <laughs> LeBron had that couple thrown out that Pacers game. Well, LeBron. They, it, well, LeBron is far more sensitive. Yeah. To be he, fair, he is. And he's he's got the why would you be talking about his kids sitting in the front row? Yeah, that's ridiculous. They're talking about yeah. He, he had every right to get them people thrown out. That made Indiana look bad as a whole. Well, then yeah. again, LeBron has heard everything yelled at him at every single arena. I don't understand why certain things bother him. To be fair, even though he's 
he's our age. I don't understand why LeBron has been the poster child of us being the sensitive generation. I when LeBron, it's not fair, actually. He's handled himself better than anybody. He didn't could. have that until he went to Miami. When he went to Miami, people just lost it all for him. They started getting. He got like the bad guy image in WWE. You know, what I mean, he became that. Yeah, the the, the heel that definitely just, increased for sure. Yeah, yeah. When people still pissed for that, you know, what I mean, like especially Ohio people. So, you know, he came back and got him a champ, but. People really hated him for doing that, you know. Uh, and he's more vocal as well. Yeah, yeah he, he's LeBron is he has no problem putting his opinion on social media. That's why they got the whole shut up and dribble. How dare you have an opinion like everybody else does? LeBron's way more vocal. So a lot of people avoid that spotlight. LeBron does. Yeah, he has an opinion. He loves sharing it. He'll talk. He'll talk about any subject: politics, sports. What food he likes, LeBron loves social media, and I think that that's that's what rubs people the wrong way. Yeah, he's sure I don't like all the flopping. You six eight two seventy five. I should never see you faking yeah. a foul, LeBron. Not a good one. <laughs> that's the only thing. But he has every right to voice his opinion, just like anybody else did. My dad's favorite movie star is John Wayne, and uh, yeah, he vocally voices disdain for black folks on a regular basis. It, it it happens. Um, yeah, we got Don Imus, who thought it was okay to... Well, I'm not going to repeat what Don Imus said. Yeah, we ain't got to go with we that. Are not, I'm not going to repeat that. Black standards are the same as everybody else's standards. Just don't ever think that there there's, there's a lower class for every race. That's all I'm going to say. And every lower class and every race has their own derogatory term to label that. Well said. Now, I've, well I've said. seen people fixing roofs with no shoes on in Indiana. I'm not going <laughs> to... Well, that don't capitalize Indiana. <laughs> I don't know what the hell else does. Man, we so stupid sometimes. Hard working, but we stupid. Uh, very. We can't be. We can't be. All right. Anything else going on in these cinema streets? Are y'all ready to get to y'all? Y'all hitting gems? Are y'all going to see Dune this weekend? Dune 2? Uh, I probably am. I think I got a few more bucks left in my gift card. You better, yeah. No, I, I think I, I think the problem is I have to go back and watch the first Dune movie because I was so I bored to. with it. I think I lost. I was boring too. I don't know if I like. I don't even know. If it I'm didn't blow me away. It looked great. I, I, it's from the same guy that uh, brought us as a director, Sicario and Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I thought those were two of the best movies ever made. So anything he makes, I'll give a chance. I, I, Arrival didn't knock my socks off either. Did Dune one. You didn't like Arrival? It was okay. It was. I, I liked it. I thought it was really good. It was good. It was good. But it, it was, oh, my Lord. This is five out of five brownies. Oh, what? Uh, you just not an Amy Adams fan? Is that what it is? Huge. I, I told you. I, I worshiped the, okay. at the altar of Man of Steel. And you know I love Jeremy Renner, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, I thought he did pretty good. I thought I, I, the, was ending, good. the ending was a lot better than what I thought. Maybe how that led up to it was kind of boring, honestly. But how it ended, I was like, Man, that was some really good storytelling right there. It was but, more satisfying than Jodie Foster's Contact. I will give it that. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Once again, shout out to Jodie Foster. I'm not a hater. I'm just like saying you can do better. <laughs> All right, so who got the hidden gem first? Because I'm still scattering to find mine because I forgot um, to write it down. I'm going to go one and stick with the Jamaican background. I'm going to go with Cool Runnings. Oh, shit. Yes, I love Cool that Runnings. Movie. It's actually on Disney right now if you want to watch Cool Runnings. Oh, yeah, that is yeah. a Disney movie. A uh, couple of athletes... Uh, don't they fail to make the Olympics in the, in the, as far as track and field goes? 
and they come up with an idea because of uh, John Candy's on their island. He's a former uh, bobsled, you know, champion. Is if they can only way they can get in is if they come up with a Jamaican bobsled team. And I we used to watch this. I feel like I, any any elementary, middle, or high school, I feel like we watched this somewhere around the way once a year. I definitely watched cool, this at school. Cool definitely. Runnings was something they would put on because it was easy, it was friendly, it was nice. And there was and a bunch of black kids bunch that were like, what's, what's his name, Malik Yuba and all those guys. And, uh, Leon. Uh, Leon. Dougie Doug. Uh, Dougie Doug is in there. Um, of course, John Candy. Just the fact that this would be the last place you think would have a bobsled is in Jamaica. And it's just, it's a cool little movie. It's it's always something to bring back memories for me, and it's on Disney right now. I saw that, and I was just thinking of Bob Marley, and I was like, you know what? Cool Runnings. That's some Jamaican, Jamaican uh, couple things here in the last couple of days dealing with Jamaica. So I'm gonna go with Cool Runnings. It's on. This came out in 1993. These guys, you know, getting up there in age now. Um, but yeah, that's something if you haven't seen it in a long time and you want to go back and watch it. If you haven't never seen it, then it definitely is something you should give it a try. It's a nice little movie to watch. It's a fun time, a good time. So I'm going to go with Cool Runnings, and that's on Disney uh, Plus right now. Good pick. All right. I'm a, I'm going to give a shout-out to Will Smith because, I, like I said, I'm slowly Surprising. getting back to forgiving him because I know like <laughs> he made a mistake. He's trying to do better. So I'm going to move forward with this because there was one movie that I just saw got um, released on um, on Max. And I think it came out in 2015, 2016. And it's the movie Focus that I think didn't get enough yeah, shine like when it came out. It was like him and uh, Margot, Margot Robbie. Robbie. Now, this is like this him playing pretty much a con man. So basically he has like a ring of friends. So basically they just do cons like all over the place. And they go like Super Bowl, World Series, that kind of thing. So like he just starts falling in love with Margot Robbie, of course. Mixing business with pleasure. And just the overall theme of the movie like the tone of the movie i thought it was i thought it was pretty damn good it wasn't like will smith trying to be too damn goofy happy funny like big blockbuster kind of movie because this is like a he, this is like a rough time for him making his movies i think this is like shortly after the after earth movie if you remember that monstrosity it's of like the movie. brown bright like those movies i yeah, think bright like, was after this but like he yeah. just he just couldn't get a hit movie yeah. under his belt like he was really struggling and then it was really showing at the box office so this one i think he was like slowly starting to make a comeback i think this was like right before he made men in black three if i'm not mistaken so i thought it was actually pretty damn good it, i thought it was a pretty good movie with him and margot robbie so, yeah, my uh, hidden gem going to be is uh, Focus for this week. So, y'all can find that one on uh, Max, HBO Max. If you I'm going to watch that again. I liked, I liked it. it was especially I, the one with the Asian guy where they were doing the bets. Oh, and then they had oh him the whole God. time. That, yeah, that, that was, scene was so that's damn stressed okay, okay, me yeah, out. Don't spoil it. That this was is stressing movie. me out. Oh, wait. Yeah. Why, you I, haven't seen it? I've seen it in the background. Oh, I've I, been I, at I people's houses happened, while they're watching it. That scene is stressful. <laughs> you got, this movie's been brought up a couple times. I like Focus. It's good. I got to yeah. sit down and watch this movie. I know that I was always in the background. There's I never a couple sat down stressful scenes that stress me out. Like, God damn it, man. Y'all stressing me out. So It was it was actually pretty good. Wasn't a big hit for him, but it was actually like him the and, reviews of it was really good. Him and Margot Robbie worked good together, so nah, I wish that would have worked for a Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad, but I mean, they playing a couple uh, things. They were together. both great in that. Yeah. yeah, the problems I had with Suicide Squad was not there. And uh, shout out to Will Smith for keep getting Margot Robbie to sign up in his movies. He's doing something right. Yeah, that's why. I, yeah, I don't think Jada Pink has that much influence. If he, Margot Robbie wants to be in all his movies. Rosario Dawson. It'd be hard to turn that down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, during that time, they said they were separated, so God knows what he did. Oh, 
he was had the right to do whatever he wanted. That oh, I'm sure yeah. he had even Mendez and Mark Robey at his house. Oh, night. yeah. Best night ever. Big Willie. <laughs> um, That's like the third or fourth time you said Eva Mendez. Do you really think Eva Mendez will go after Will Smith when she got that beautiful godlike creature called Ryan Gosling at your house? Um, the way I've I've seen more females I've associated with drool over Will Smith. Ryan Gosling's popular, but as far as just having a crush on all the girls I had a crush on in middle school, like Will Smith, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. They grew up, they were super fine. I get it. But People, Ryan Gosling, I me as a man, I'm 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 very secure in my sexuality, and I have to admit likewise. that is a beautiful man right there. And their baby has to look like Jesus. Those are two beautiful people making a beautiful ass baby. If that baby came out ugly, just throw the baby away. I'm saying. Yeah. There can't be nothing disappointing in those genes right there. Two beautiful people making a baby is just like, oh, that's just like a perfect song right there. You can't find anything better to make your day better. I still think Brad Pitt messed up. With uh, Jennifer Gwyneth, Anderson? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. I oh. Think that was, uh, yeah, yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow is beautiful, but like I say, she looks like she's kind of a bitch. I'm sure. I, I can see that. I can see that. She looks like she'll call a kid fat to her face. <laughs> she looks like that kind There's of person. There's a certain appeal to me with that kind of personality. Yeah, nobody says anything really good about her personality. Of course, she's beautiful, but they say like she's a really snobby bitch, and I believe it. She looks like it. She, I can see that side of her. I'm a fan of her work in a professional level. Um, just so you guys, I, I, I was on the fence what I'm going to pick for my uh, hidden gem, but with all my um, race-related comments this week and in previous episodes, I think I need to show that. Um, I love everybody equally, so I'm going to give a shout-out to a very handsome white man and uh, a very underrated movie from 2000, movie starring Matthew McConaughey by the name of U571, a World War II submarine movie that also has Harvey Keitel and Bill Paxton in it. Um, I've never seen this movie. Anybody that has a sound system, you have to have a good surround sound system to fully appreciate this damn movie. Because uh, if there's a bigger fear than I have than snakes, it might be the actual deep ocean. That's a deep, scary place. A uh, horrifying, scary place. You haven't even discovered there some is of no. And, and shout out to anybody in any military from any country who was brave enough to get on a scary-ass submarine, especially without modern-day technology as it is. So if you were in a submarine in the 30s or 40s, 50s, God bless you guys. You are way braver men than me. The sound design on this movie is absolutely incredible. And uh, one of the scenes that we all have our favorite movies, but even movies that we wouldn't say are our top 10 of all time, we still have certain scenes that just kind of stick with us, I'm sure. And there's a scene in U571 when they're on an enemy submarine and they have to go to a deeper level. And the guy on the submarine's ties a string to both walls on each side of the submarine and explains to people how the water pressure is going to start caving in this submarine as we get deeper. And you see that string just shrinking, shrinking. It's it's horror. It's scary stuff. Um, one of the better war movies ever made. And uh, I would definitely add this to your collection. I, I think you got to pay for it to watch on the Apple TV, YouTube TV, and Amazon Prime. But if you can find a DTS sound version of this on D- on DVD or Blu-ray, it's a 
extremely good movie and uh, some of the better big budget Hollywood filmmaking that we've we've witnessed over the past thirty years. U five seven one with Matthew McConaughey from the year two thousand. Damn, I never heard of that. Swim. One. Yeah, I um, I think I saw that in Cold Water back in the day, but it was intense. Yeah, that's when DTS sound really started blowing up. Dolby Digital was kind of dominating the movies. But then, uh, yeah, DTS came out in the late 90s. And, yeah, any those, some of those movies in the 90s, 2000s, DTS sound are incredible. It's good. Yeah, you guys will really appreciate that and get a chance. U571, good-ass movie. Okay, that's a hidden gem right there. I'm definitely going to go watch over the weekend. I completely missed that movie. I was waiting for somebody else Turn to Turn the speakers up, yeah. That, that's worth watching with surround sound. I, I, fantastic sound design. Yeah, mm. like you said. We're going to take a couple of weeks off to let Sean get some time to celebrate the I newborn. I think Sean's earned that. Yeah, man. Are y'all, it's Two weeks, man, because after that, man, you're going to hit the ground running, man. I'm right, going to let man. you know right now. You better yeah. get, get all to sleep. I'm going to give you all time to get some movies in. You guys are more than welcome to take on the show if you want, but I'm going to be in Ohio. And I'm not going to be able to leave. So, um, yeah, whatever you guys want to do. but We yeah. might we might call you while we're here just to kind of see what the hell you <laughs> probably knock out. <laughs> like, hold yeah. the baby right now. Right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, this will be my, my last pod for a while, for at least two weeks. So, yeah, I'll be back after that. So, good well, to go. I'm about to say, y'all got any plans to do a lot of traveling with the baby uh, come, when she gets family. old enough yeah we're gonna bring her back to fort wayne after after maybe about a couple of weeks and everybody here see my mom i'm gonna come to ohio but everybody else will just bring her back here and you know uh let everybody who wants to see her come see her so yeah so but yeah i'll be back in no time so it's the this is it right here so yeah prayers and blessings for oh yeah family, man Sean. thanks man appreciate it yeah man congratulations thank man. you Hopefully man you and lacy like enjoy your time with the baby. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. first couple of weeks is gonna be rough. I, I already know. know. I'm trying rough. to sleep right now. You know, what I mean, I'm trying to get all the naps I can before it comes. But yeah, it'll be here next Monday for sure. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and Ryan, I don't know about you, but I can I can probably use at least a break for next week. Okay, they'll give me some time to like go watch some more movies. And I like me and my wife. We've been watch we've been watching This Is Us. It's a really emotionally draining <laughs> show. Crying and shit. Man, like yeah. uh, when I, because I, I didn't watch her the first time with her in real time, but now that I'm, I'm going back to watch it now because I need something new. I was like, like this movie, like this show takes a lot out of you right now. Like every episode, Sterling K. Brown, like he, he crying, like he really trying <laughs> to win his Emmy right now. Like he's been crying his ass off on the show, and it is really good. Like Mandy Moore. Like everybody on this show, they do a really good Mandy job. Mandy Moore's still working. Yeah, man. She she done she did a really good job on this show. I like her and in the thirties. And the one guy, Milo, who plays um Rocky's son in the Creed series, he does a really good job as the father, man. This it's an overall it's a really good show. And I like how they transition from like flashbacks to current times and even sometimes they have like a like a future um uh, I guess um clip of like what what it looks like when they get older. So it kind of moves around a lot. Over over time, I don't know if you guys ever watched this show, but like the way that this cut and edited, it really is some some beautiful editing right now. They did a really good job as far as like how they transition from past to present to future, as far as like how they cut up these episodes. It's it's, it's really well done. So I have to say, this is us probably is like one of the best shows that I've seen in a long time, and I want to see how it how it ends. I think it's like six seasons. I'm only on season two right now, but the yeah, overall, this is us is actually really really good. So yeah. <laughs> I like to thank my wife for getting me to watch that show. So we'll see how it ends, see how it goes. And yeah, like I said, Sean, 
Best of luck to you. Thanks, man. Appreciate best it. Best of luck. Yeah. Ryan, man. I'll Countdown you. is on, Sean. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All right. man. Like, Ryan, I hope you have a pretty good week, man. Just Thank take you. your time. Go out and watch Dune. Because I got to watch it all weekend to try to figure out what the hell I watch. I try to watch Tenet again. Still I still, confusing, I still don't know what the fuck. Yeah. I'll never figure that movie out. Still, I actually watched The Hobbits again just because. It was oh, wow. Movie. Yeah, I like the first the, two. The third one was this. Is that the armies when the, uh, Def- the, the destination of smog? The smog was the first one, right? No, that was the second one. Second one. Oh, second yeah, one. Okay, he okay. was in that gold mine. With yeah, the dragon. first meets the dragon. That, yeah. I like that. I like the that first one. two are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the third one ended. They were on that little ice mountain fight. Yeah, and he gets stabbed through the ice at the end. It yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, it got ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, well, I hope all y'all have a pretty good week and uh, enjoway your weekend. Hopefully, y'all go out to watch Dune. Don't go watch Madam Web. We warned you. And, <laughs> He's you been know, fairly warned. Yeah, yeah and uh, best of luck to Sean. Thanks, man. Yeah, Appreciate it, guys. It's all about Sean Brown I'll family see right everybody now. everybody in a couple weeks. Yeah, you come back. You know, Father Sean. Yeah, man, hopefully you more, have your life changed. More gray hair. I'll have more. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, There's actually a casino across the street, so I'm going to be going to the <laughs> hospital, to the casino. Back don't, to do the- <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. All right. Baby, I'll, baby uh, clothes <laughs> I know. All right. Y'all have a good week, man. We'll catch y'all later. All righty. Good night.